Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. The AQI is high, and so are the vibe. On this Wednesday, June 28, 2023, this sports program starts now. Sports are happening. Uh, yeah. One of them, to be exact, that would be baseball, and we're yeah. following along diligently as we learn to love this sport that takes too long, doesn't have enough action. But boy, there are some moments that are fantastic, uh-huh. like what we were able to witness last night, which we'll hear about in mere moments. Pack show today, okay? Because Dude. the NHL draft is tonight. Ooh. That's right. Right, and allegedly Whoa. the guy going number one overall, Connor Bedard, oh, he oh. is uh, supposed to be the next one. Yep. Next yeah. up. This guy's supposed to be the next one. Yep. Now, people get drafted number one overall every single year in every single sport. Obviously, that has a draft. Mm-hmm. That is how this thing goes. Now, we learned yesterday that the baseball draft isn't necessarily like a draft the best player before you draft other Weird. players type thing, which certainly was confusing to us all, which leads yeah. us even more so to baseball being... You know, so, so great just sport. so yeah. much so all the time. But Connor Bedard, this guy's being talked about as a generational talent. We're talking obviously McDavid won his fourth ever fifth, I think. Fifth, fourth straight. Hart trophy. Hart tro- yeah, Bobby Hart trophy. Whatever it is called. He is the guy, but nobody knows because he's up in Canada yep. in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. obviously. And yep. he is fun to watch. And Sidney Crosby obviously came in 2005. He is phenomenal. Will go down as in the pain pantheon of hockey players of all time if he could have stayed healthy and everything like that and there's been other greats but they're talking about this Bedard guy about potentially going into that Mount Rushmore conversation when it's all done and he's going to Chicago yeah Yeah. hell yeah obviously the Blackhawks organization has done some stuff stuff. okay has done some very serious stuff we kicked them off okay but they have a it's basically they kicked him. They kicked all of them out. After a while. And now they have like a clean start for a very historic franchise. And now they got the next one. I think this guy's going to be shown a lot yeah, with this ESPN TNT thing. So let's learn about it from uh, Bucci Gross coming on. Oh, Bucci. Oh, Bucci. Yeah, Bucci Mania coming on in uh, about 18 minutes or 16 minutes or so. AQ Shipley will join us in the second hour yep. to talk a little football. What's he up to? What's going on? Yeah. What are his thoughts? And then Tom Segura. Oh, Hell man. Yeah. Who has a new special coming out on July 4th called Sledgehammer. And allegedly, oh. apparently, there's a chance that our voices are in a little bit of the opening really? there, Sledgehammer. Okay. If that's the case, uh, we made it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd say. So, can't wait to chat with all three of these fine gentlemen. The Toxic Table is here. Uh, that's at Ty Schmidt, who's in a fantastic mood today. Really, yeah. And at Boston Connor and at Boston Connor's mullet. Great to see you, boys. He's One here. half of the hammer. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. You look great. Look at you with the green. You're looking Thank you. good. Tony. It's, it's one of my favorite colors, you know? It goes well with the Dan hat, Earth Tones. That's who I am, though. Yeah, I think so. It, it seems to be a smaller size than the stuff you normally wear. It's They're shrinking a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm saying you, you're shrinking a yeah. little bit. No, yeah. I know. I, I said it wrong. All right, you look good. You look good. You didn't know you look good. I don't know what you're doing, if it's dieting or working out or what you're up to, but you're crushing it. Yeah, a little bit of diet. Definitely a little bit of diet. Uh, Performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, Nice. I realized when the ESPN deal got signed, you know, you can't have all those people's eyes on TVs and say, who's that fat fucking guy? Yeah. (laughs) I agree. I thought about that as well. Mm -hmm. And I will say that I've been on TV before. And I've thought that when I'm going to get on TV, and then I get a little bit too comfortable, and I'm the fat fuck on TV, though. <laughs> so I don't know how long we will maintain yeah. this thought. We'll try. But I do like that we are seemingly becoming a much more fit office. Trying to. And I like that. This 
ESPN deal obviously has ruined the show completely yep. Yep. and everything else. That is what some people were thinking. But one thing it has, I think it's made us much better versions of ourselves all of a sudden. Yeah, you could tell. I mean, you come in here, the Hawk House is absolutely packed. You know, there's, not, there's not as many uh, orders coming in from DoorDash. I mean, Nick is still just. Nick had pizza, pizza, some lasagna, yeah. and pasta. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pasta with. Tony had a breadstick. I don't want to hear about this diet. He's uh, on. Breadstick. You <laughs> ate 15 of them. Nick, <laughs> they were delicious. Doing, uh, Nick, it looks like you're trying to eat yourself to death every single day and somehow maybe i am <laughs> what it's okay i eat dude. because i'm unhappy i'm unhappy because i eat oh, this no. guy's married yeah this guy's yeah. married yeah. a lot to live for she's Come great on. she's the best she is but also like but her husband's let's not try to die every single morning oh, yeah. whenever we're sitting here and <laughs> work whole glass of whole milk mm-hmm. chugging it down mm-hmm. with your pizza and your pasta muffin and your oh don't even talk about the donuts added in there yeah. as well Nick, is everything okay? Just know you can talk to us, Nick. Yeah, right. We're here for you, You can Nick. talk to us, Nick. Everything's okay. I just want to clarify, I'm not one of those sickos who would drink the milk with the pizza and the pasta. The milk comes earlier in the day or later. A nice treat before bed. Or both. The po- pasta and the pizza happen in the middle of the day. What are you drinking day. with that? Ice uh, cold. Today, <laughs> ice cold Arnie Palmy alert. Oh, okay. uh, Ooh, nice. This guy lives, man. This yep. guy lives. He I'd has say. a body, though. He's always going to look yeah. slender. At yeah. least. Lucky he man. will get a gut. I mean, he will get a gut under there. Oh, yeah. But the way he's built, it's kind of hidden, mm-hmm. you know, with the way he dressed. So he's living a fine life. We can't all do that. The man who's living the finest life, mm-hmm. guy who eats nerd ropes and hardies yep. and uh, everything. Red Bull. And still thinks at the age of 39, he can run in the 4-4s. Yes. Yep. Wild. 14-year NFL vege- uh, legend, uh, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. Pac, a lot of conversation about you running uh, this sub-4-5 or not on the internet. Have you seen the chirping that's been going on? Yes. And what, are you, what is your belief on this 40 that you're running tomorrow, laser time? Mm-hmm. Okay. $450 laser that was able to get here in time. Nice. So I don't know if that's a good laser or not a good laser. Mm. It'll also, there will also be a hand time just to see if the laser is in the ballpark because that seems to be a pretty quick turnaround and not as expensive as I thought it would potentially be. But it will be a laser time. You confident or, or yeah. what do you feel? Confident, a little sore today. Um, What's that? You're training? Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm saying I'm going to be prepared if I'm going to say I'm going to do something. I might as well be prepared. Mm-hmm. So um, what's today look like? Are we carb loading? Uh, yeah. Today, we're going to stretch it out, jog a little bit, and see how it goes tomorrow. I ran Yesterday, I ran 740s up under five, like, up under five seconds, not killing myself. So we'll see. Okay. So see. that was just like just a like conditioning? A, yeah. Like back to back to back. How'd you feel? You felt pretty good while you were good. First one felt like the air was moving quick. Uh, about the second one, second one, third one, I started feeling like myself. Are these, mm. are so these wind-aided 40s? Or are they, or sorry, smoke-aided 40s? Why, got, is the AQI nah, yeah, behind you? Yeah. Yeah. Are you running 40s causing this smoke? <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That's something to think about. Good luck road tomorrow. Road? Hey, we're proud of you, whatever you run, but also, yeah. if at 39 you run sub 4.5. That'll be talked about. Yeah, that'll be absurd. That'll be something that'll be talked about. So I hope you pull it off. I believe you will be under four or five. There are others that doubt it. No way. That's one of them. Four seven. That's one of them. Not going to happen. Did you hear Rob Ninkovich? Rob Ninkovich, uh, Super Bowl champion, obviously, for the New England Patriots. He goes, on a friendly hand time? (laughs) Sure. Laser, no chance. Mm-hmm. Nink thinks you got no shot at this. Thing. That's crazy. I, what's that all about? Yeah. What's, Nink, know, what's that all about? Has he seen you run lately or not? Obviously, they haven't seen me run. They haven't seen my body. Um, you, I can't believe this. Well, I can't believe this asshole is going against me. <laughs> but I mean, um, I we'll see. I'm, I'm very confident in myself. 
that I can run sub four, four or five. All right. Well, you're running on cement tomorrow. If it's weather tomorrow or this AQI remains, yeah. we will push it another week so you get another week to train, which right. could be good. Be How good. many does he get? Because he said on that second one is when he really... Yeah, but he was just catching a stride. Hadn't run it for okay. a long time. Okay. So just yeah. one. He's already... Yeah, yeah there'll be one. Okay. Right? One. Right. I'm a, yeah, I'm I'm gonna warm up first. Yeah, but when I go, I don't need I she only run one time. The yeah, first time is gonna be the best time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Doing the skips. All right, good luck out there. We're pulling for you. Uh speaking of the AQI, what the fuck, bro? It's crazy. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, hey, listen, we're getting hotboxed by Canada. We are. We we thought this was kind of done. Mm-hmm. It came through first time in forever, I think. Mm-hmm. I've been around, I I guess I I don't know. If I'm the oldest human, but I've never seen anything like this. So it comes, and how's that work? How does something just start happening out of nowhere with wind and pressure and smoke? And seemingly, they've had fires up there before. I guess this is the biggest that they've ever had. It has to be. And then the weather is also providing something that's keeping smoke, which I thought hot air rose. Me too. I, I thought hot air would rise, but something's pushing it down, I guess. Particles in the smoke, I believe, are keeping it down. might be some shit in the game. So, I mean, it could be... We're right behind Dubai, which, figure it out, Dubai, geez Louise, we can barely see about 500 yards in front of us. Dubai, I don't know how you're able to see all the Rolls Royces rolling around. If they got 359, on every single news station here in Indy, they've been doing like dangerous, moderately dangerous, Mm -hmm. super dangerous, dead dangerous, this whole thing. (laughs) We're way up there right now. And I know the left coast is saying, we got to deal with this every single year. We got smog and everything like that. I don't think it's good for you guys. I don't think it's good what's going on here. We hope everybody's okay. Canada, obviously, big fires. We are far from it. So, good luck. Tease and peas. What a, what a nightmare yeah. of a yeah. situation to kind of keep under control and everything like that. But this this smoke coming in, seemingly getting more more worse. Mm-hmm. Wild. And you're from Iowa. Does this yeah. happen normally in the uh, Midwest? No, not not that I can remember. I mean, you know, you obviously have people who do, like, uh, burn brush and stuff like that, but nothing where it's, like, like it is. I mean, like you said, like last week when we had it and then it went away, it was like, oh, okay, it's gone. It's done. We don't have to worry about this anymore. Last night when we left work, it was like, holy shit. I mean, getting to the point where, you know, like I had to put sunglasses on just because it it was making me sleepy almost. Like yes. How dreary it was. Well, you also like, were getting boozed up yeah, with the... A little, a little bit, God. but that Here. didn't have as much to do with it. It was like, I don't know. I don't know when it's going to go away, but yeah, that is very startling when you look at it and... Dubai is the only place with you know worse air quality than us right now. Yeah, it's in Dubai. All those, all that money you spent to build a country in the middle of nowhere. Why don't they get some fans? Yeah, in? what are we doing? Fan, the crazy part is about when I'm driving from Cincinnati, it's clear, and then like time I hit probably like where the casino is, that's when you can see the shit starts. It's yeah. crazy. It's it, way worse than it was too. Oh like, yeah, driving back into the city and seeing the skyscrapers in there, there it was completely. Is it going to go over to New York? I don't know because remember the last time it was two days after when we had it bad the first time. Two and days later, what they later, say it was the wind in which the, the wind. Yeah, the, the yeah, the wind just picked system. it up for the first time ever. It was doing yeah. this is the new wind pattern that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I saw a lot of people saying Mother Nature was answering Trudeau for what he did, and that's why he's starting everything Smart. in Canada. All right, that's just what I saw. And when it's believable. That was a report on the internet? Yeah. Mother Nature said she spoke? It was yep. from Mother Nature's Twitter account. Sources close to Mother Nature said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Say, because Trudeau. That Father Time and her had dinner. Mm-hmm. And over a nice cabernet, yes. they decided, mm-hmm. enough with this. Yeah. Bingo. You see and what that- Trudeau was for Halloween? We're not letting that fly anymore. <laughs> Old man winter. Smoke him out. Uh, uh, all right.
Um, let's, uh, no, just, uh, figure that out. Let's, uh, see if that's, but just got a heads up that Bucci thought it was a different hour than it is now. Oh, oh, Bucci. Bucci. Oh. Bucci, what's the deal? Coast is yeah, text, actually text, uh, AQ, actually. Let's do that. I mean, I don't know how that happens, though, but I'm excited to see what life Bucci's living, that mm-hmm. that whole thing takes place. All right, so we'll have AQ on here in a bit, I guess. Uh, before we get to AQ and before we move on any further, the NFL community lost a guy who I got a chance to hang out with mm-hmm. a couple different times and have some beer with and uh, was incredibly kind. And I think... Everybody that was posting about him last night, and obviously, whenever somebody passes away, that is kind of a perspective-putting moment for everybody, where you start examining your life, your thoughts, your grudges, your everything, and then obviously, you think back to the time that you had with the person that passed away. I think that happens with public figures. I think it happens with friends. I think that happens with family, especially when somebody's 35 years old and they pass. So getting a chance to kind of hear everything that was said about Ryan Mallett yesterday from everybody, like, echoed the same exact sentence that I had. I was a fan of his. Uh, he was the number one recruit coming out of high school. Goes to Michigan. Rich Rodriguez goes up to Michigan. He says, I don't think it's for me, dog. But Pat <laughs> yeah. White was doing what he was doing with Steve Slayton. So he goes to Arkansas. Has to sit a year because back then if players transferred, they had to sit a year. Coaches transferred, they can coach immediately. Sure. Now, not saying there was any hypocritical anything going no, on at all and the NCAA did that. But he sat out a year. He's an Arkansas legend from there. And I got a chance to meet him fucking cool 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 dude like incredibly kind he's so fucking tall and we were in arkansas so everybody knew who he was was nice to everybody dapped up everybody and i believe he and john daly might have even sang a song together that particular evening so it was cool to kind of meet him and know him it was cool to see the reaction that he drew from everybody that he had met in his life and uh it was obviously a moment where we all thought to ourselves, a dude who was in the NFL for seven years was in incredible shape, seemingly good guy, had good times, yeah. died at the age of 35, drowning in a riptide. Mm-hmm. And I assume that nobody thought whenever they went to the beach yesterday and got in the ocean that they were going to come back with one less person. Mm-hmm. So remember that whenever you wake up, that you had a chance to wake up, like, I think we all kind of need these types of things to happen because when these things happen, it kind of opens our eyes a bit to uh, the, you know, the petty bullshit or the negative thoughts about something or the negative mood about having to do something. It's like you get to do something. Let's remember that. And let's try to enjoy every fucking day. And not every day is great. I know that there's going to be times where life kicks you right in the balls. And I know there's going to be decisions that are completely out of your control that are going to halt you and slow you down and affect your life. But let's remember, if you can't control it, who gives a fuck? Yep. Let's keep it moving. So, Ryan Mallett, rest in peace, buddy. Rest easy. Seemingly done good with your life, mm-hmm. with everybody that you met. And also, thank you for reminding us, like, this could all be gone at any time. Yeah. And uh, it's a shame, but also... It's an eye-opening experience. We move on. The NFL now yeah. mm-hmm. has also made, uh, the NFLPA has made a decision. Yeah. <laughs> there is a brand new NFLPA executive director. Now, if you do recall, the NFLPA and Demore Smith announced that they were going to have a new executive director. And seemingly, every human that we have talked to, and I feel like we're pretty dialed in with the NFL, nobody had a clue who was being interviewed to replace uh-huh. 
how this all came about, and when it was going to happen. Boom, it's happening today. Board of Player Representatives is pleased to announce that we've elected Lloyd Howe as the newest executive director of the NFLPA. So, obviously, we all know who Lloyd Howe is. Yeah, right. of course. Lloyd Howe is a fucking dog. dog. Okay, Incredible negotiator. Yep. I assume every player that... Uh, Knew that this was going to be yep. the guy. Mm -hmm. I knew. I, I assumed that there was no fuckery behind the scenes no. on how Demory Smith steps down in a time where he what didn't have to be uh, another term limit, and somebody else kind of just comes in in a week that nobody else really hears about. I'm sure there was no fuckery. <laughs> I'm all. sure there was none of that at all. Especially whenever you're talking about a union and decisions having to be made for everybody. But then, really, there's only a couple people. So, I'm sure it'll be great. Good luck, Lloyd. If I were you, I would just immediately try to figure out how to get every ex-player insurance. Should be an easy deal yeah. to negotiate yeah. with any of the insurance companies that work with the NFL currently. Yeah. Uh, that should have been something that should have been handled a long time ago, seemingly. But previous NFLPA people in charge actually said, we got to take care of ours mm -hmm. in a meeting whenever some player asked about retired players' insurance forever. And there was a couple of people that were like, yeah, yeah. And then all the vets were like, motherfucker, we're all going to be retired players. Yeah. Right? You're probably still going to be here, yeah. though. So there's a little bit of that where I don't really trust decisions that are being made from the previous NFLPA situation. Hopefully Lloyd Howe will be different and not just a guy that they pulled from their own and just going to do the same exact thing. Yeah. Shell game players right. are stupid. It's middle of summer. Let's get this vote over with. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, hope that's the case and the NFLPA didn't fuck this one up. Joining us now is a guy who I'm sure has some thoughts. Mm -hmm. He was in the NFL a long time, mm -hmm. Super Bowl champion player and coach. Mm -hmm. This guy's almost Jackie Moon, doesn't have enough money to own a team, but he would perform at halftime if he had to. What? Currently training to fight Ryan Bader, or what? I'm sorry, right alongside yep. Ryan Bader. Jeez. NFL center, trainer, podcaster. Thank you, Shabir. Yay! Oh, studious. Wow. Yeah, are you high? Is that why you have glasses on? You doing me? No, I'm just trying to see. I can't see shit anymore. I got to wear readers. Oh, no. How old are you, dude? Yush. Dude, it's bad. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got. As soon as I stopped playing football, I got old real quick. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at. Why'd that happen? Well, mm. I don't, that's like. You know, your guy, Joe Paterno, he retired, yep. he pooped his pants, he died. Dang exactly. Uh, you know, well. we actually talked about him. We actually one year later. Because yeah. Nick Saban told one of these recruits, I ain't done coaching until I'm croaked over. So yep. like, not a bad bar. So maybe your life has just been so committed to football, your entire being was football, that when you retired, your body just kind of went into aftershock and didn't know what to do with itself. It's like, oh, we're gray, fat, and blind. Just mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fun. What happened? I think that's what happened. Is that why you're training with Bader? You're trying to reverse the father time thing? Because this video, I got to watch it again. Is They are punking you in there. Don't you think? <laughs> they are bullying you in there. They're trying to make you die in there. You shouldn't be fucking with these guys. These guys are wrestlers. What? They do cardio literally their entire life. Yeah. And they're like, hey, big fat slob who just said he got so old as soon as he retired. Do 30 up-downs with a two-piece in between each, at the end of a, you're dead right there. And they're like, let's go, let's go. Hey, the good news is I, I trained with Aaron Simpson. He fought in the UFC too. So he, I do a lot of stuff with him too. And yesterday he was like, I just got to let you know, that thing you did, those up-downs, are easily the worst thing we do in training too. I just want to let you know. Yeah, they're trying to kill you. Mm -hmm. They're trying to yeah. kill you. You're putting, you, did you see that video out of the Everglades? 
where that guy put his hand mm-hmm. into the water to rinse it off after going fishing, and that pit bull yeah. shark grabbed his hand yep. and pff, flipped him Pumped in. Him yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they got attacked. Yeah, here he is. And they, the Florida people were like, please... Do not put your hands in the fucking Everglades. Right. Okay, let's. <laughs> let's not even, I didn't even know there were sharks. Oh, got him. Jeez. Got him. Boom. Get him up. He moved very God. fast. So he had to go to the hospital, obviously. He had a shark. He did survive. But, like, that's swimming around the Everglades alongside, like, alligators and snakes and everything. Yep. Yeah. So let's stay away from that fucking part of town. But that guy's hand is, like, indicative of what I think you tried to do with this whole fight training. Like, you just tried to get in there a little bit, Mm. and then they're grabbing you, pal, okay? And they're pulling your fucking ass in there. You need to watch it. These people don't know. You can die in there. I just tried to wet my whistle a little bit, and, I mean, I'm full tilt dipstick all the way in right now. I mean, I'm deep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You are, aren't you? Balls to the wall. Look, dude, it's over there. Look, where's it at? Over here. There it is. See the little bag? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Can we get one question mark kick? Can we get Ooh. one question mark kick? Just one? Just, Just one. You can do it. Yeah, come on. Can't look like a seven either. With Crocs? Well, should we get with should Crocs? Be easier. Do they have uh, d- gems on them? Or? Okay, ready? So the question mark goes here. All right. <laughs> oh. I think there was a glitch. I. It, it seemed like it was yeah, on the Yeah, you gotta go full speed. Hey, it glitched. The thing froze. Thing froze. We when you stopped Let's halfway through. How many years were you in the NFL? Twelve. Twelve. Pretty good little career there. Pretty Twelve. good little career there. I had eight, fourteen over here. AJ, uh, twelve? Yeah. Eleven? Yeah, 12, ten, yeah. 10, 11, 12 in there. Whatever it is. I've yet to have a conversation with somebody that necessarily loves the NFL PA <laughs> that has ever been around the NFL a long time. Did you hear about this whole Demory Smith's uh stepping down out of nowhere? Who is gonna get voted in? Well, we're not telling anybody. And then bang this morning, a guy named Lloyd Howe just stepped in there. Kind of and this is in the middle of summer when everybody's away from their phones yeah. and away from their emails and away from anywhere near decision making situations it all seems like some real fuckery to me I, what is your takeaway on the nflpa if you just had uh, any information on it at all yeah i just don't understand i mean like, i didn't even know this was happening and then i start i saw the text this morning from pack and i'm like when where did this come who the hell's lloyd how how did this whole thing come about and why did it happen so quick as right in the dead time when nobody's even thinking about football right yeah and as us retired players like there's a lot of decisions that have to be made by yeah. the NFLPA that affect everybody going forever. This seems like there's some real shits, AJ. AQ, this seems like there's some real, I, I you know, it's, it's just, you know what I mean? It smells like shit. It yeah. does. Fourth of July is next week, next week or whatever, right? Yep. So, I mean, this is not a bad time to do something. You know, Fourth of July, nobody really wants bad vibes. Nobody really wants to take too much time reading in and then debating with people. Who wants to do a debate right now in the middle of summer right before 4th of July on anything? Just feels all too coordinated for my liking. Uh, but J.C. Treader says, it's my pleasure to welcome Lloyd Howe as our new executive director. I am proud that our player leadership ran a professional, confidential search for players by the players. Oh. I know Lloyd will lead our union well into the future. All right, JC, if you got faith in them, yep. we got faith in them. That's good. I like that you tried, if you tried to make it confidential mm-hmm. and that's why nobody heard shit about it, sweet. Yeah. If nobody heard shit about it, though, because this was kind of, hey, ha, hmm, whew, which uh, obviously nobody would ever say the NFLPA would do that. No, uh, not possible. They would never do that type who, of thing. 
who is this Lloyd Howe? Is he is he another lawyer? Is that is that the, like I don't know I know nothing about this until you just posted his name right there. This guy, he's good at it. Genuine Great guy. He's good at yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> hard worker. When he walks good at, in, good at what? It dude. Working. It's hard it. to describe it. it he I went guess. to Harvard. Yeah, yeah, he's got Harvard Ivy League stuff. Yeah. He uh He has it. Mr. Howe's service. Good thing I got my readers on. This is good. Member of the what board is this? of trustees. This is, uh, General Electric. GE. Yeah, GE helped her. Thirty-four years at Booz Allen. Are you kidding me? This guy ran Booz Allen, Holy a professional shit. services company. Mr. Howe served as executive vice president of Booz Allen from October 2022 through December 2022. Okay, that was two months. He serves on the. Says Booz <laughs> Allen with the transition <laughs> to his retirement during his more than 34 years at Booz Allen. Mr. Hell held Mr. Hell held over it. So he got the job in October and he retired two months later? It appears as if, yes. Yeah, but that's been to the top of the mountain, hate the view. Yeah, that's what he said. You know how much he got done in those two months? Everyone was like, How's Madman? How's he doing all this at one time? Mr. Howe has a bachelor's degree from the University of Pennsylvania and an MBA from Harvard. That's two Ivy Leagues. Holy shit. That's that's pretty sharp. He serves as a member of the Board of Trustees for the University of Pennsylvania. Well, they have the Wharton School of Business there, right? Yeah. And what Oh, that one really creates good business people. Oh, yeah. That one creates business people that go on a podcast and say, I'm a business person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then they go on to just ruin the company and themselves. Yeah. It has happened That's before. recent. Yeah. Some of the best executives in the world, though, if Hal is coming there. You're right. Huh? You're yeah. right. And he went to Harvard as well as a member of board overseas, uh, overseas University of Pennsylvania Engineering School and a member of the Washington Economics Club. Ooh. It's an elite like chess club. Yeah. That's an elite club, do. though. They don't let anybody into that. All right. Good luck out there, Lloyd. Let's go, Lloyd. Lloyd. We just need, we just need, Lloyd. We need lifetime healthcare. Can we make that happen, Lloyd? Please. If you if you're worth the salt at all, one of these insurance companies that yeah. has a trillion dollars mm-hmm. and will only and remember every month they get more money. Yep. That's yep. literally what insurance is. Interesting. Just a, a nonstop, and they all have deals with the NFL. Just pitch them, Legends Healthcare. People will do commercials for them. Yeah. You can alternate who it is. It's a feel-good story. You done good. Blood. It's an easy thing, I think, to sell. Let's Blood. just do that. You know, AQ, let's just do that. That's all we need. That's all, we, all need. we need. And then Definitely also, need it. go negotiate with Goodell and uh, 32 billionaires yep. lawyers. Yep. That guy. Good luck, Lloyd. You got it, Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd. You can do this, Lloyd. All right, let's talk about some football now. Leonard Fournette, uh, still a free agent, almost died yesterday when his car caught on fire. Uh, whenever you look at Leonard Fournette as the human and the player, we're happy he's alive. Yep. That would have been a devastating day in Florida yesterday for the NFL community if what could have happened to Leonard Fournette did happen to Leonard Fournette, where allegedly his car just caught fire mm-hmm. while he was driving down the street, had to pull off to the side of the road. It would inevitably blow up and explode, and the entire thing would catch. That seems like... Quite a malfunction of the vehicle, but happy he sniffed it out, figured it out, and got out safe. He's a free agent. We're not even talking about him. Is he still playing football? Is he a guy you would take on your team? When you were teammates with him, what was your biggest takeaway from Leonard Fournette? Yeah, I love Lenny. I think he's a great teammate. He's a great running back. and I mean, he's one of those guys that if he gets in the right situation, like if you look at what he did with us in the playoffs, if you look at what he did when he was rolling in Jacksonville, he's a 240-pounder when he's in shape, a 
fifty pounder when he's a little, just a little heavy. He was on Good know? Morning Football. But, he looked two sixty. Yeah, he yeah. was big. He was. He looked real. Because you said when you first saw him, he's fucking massive though, too, right? Isn't he like big? Dude, he's, and and he's put and he's put together. He's like six one, six two. He's two fifty and can run. I mean, he's got quick feet. He's obviously everything you're looking for in a running back. And if you get him in a downhill scheme and just let him get the ball fucking run straight ahead you're gonna get plus four and that's all you're looking for in this league there's plenty of teams in this league that aren't getting plus four on a consistent basis this is a guy that can help any team right now that's looking to improve their run game him zeke dalvin uh josh jacobs i guess hasn't signed his franchise yet but he would have to remain a raider regardless by july 17th who's that kareem hunt kareem hunt yeah there's a lot of great running backs out there bro this whole um the whole narrative about it, how do you feel about it? Do you hate it? Do you love it? You know who I think is partially to blame for this? Your guy, Shanahan and Artie Smith. So I think like with the schemes that are for the run game now and how leverage is being set up by these plays and they're taking advantage of the defenses as opposed to just maybe, no, nah, they still got to be physical. They still yeah. got to kind of take away their will, but it's also the design set up. You can just put in, now Christian McCaffrey obviously became an absolute guy, but I think the narrative now is if you draw up the right run plays, you don't need like a, you don't need one guy. You get three guys and fresh, you can run the plays as opposed to the player making the plays at the running back position. How do you feel about that? I hate it. Like, I absolutely hate it. And and here's the reason why I hate it. Because, listen, like, think about it. They had had that scheme all along. And, sure, the the Niners' scheme was great. But, like, that run McCaffrey runs against Philly in the playoffs where he stopped for plus one, bounces off, breaks one, stiff arms another, and then, boom, he's he's off to the races for a 25-yard tud. Like, that doesn't happen with the three. It doesn't happen. I think teams are going to start realizing that real quick. I think – when you cut a guy like Dalvin Cook, sure, Madison was fantastic in, in Minnesota. He's fantastic. But he was never he was never a one. He's always a two, right? So, like, when you're a two and you're kind of like the the guy that comes in and you're the change of pace guy and you come in midway through the series, defense is beat up and tired a little bit, you're going to look fantastic, right, in, in, a, in a good scheme. But now when you're called upon on first down, first and ten from the minus six and you're backed up in your own end zone and you're called upon to be the guy, like – are you going to be the same guy? We'll find out. Who knows? Also, when you're asked to do it for 16, 17 games and asked to do it for 250-plus carries a year, are you going to be the same guy, right? So, like, I mean, like, if you want to go with a three-horse race, sure, sometimes that might work. But I think at the end of the day, these special guys, the guys that have been special in this league for a long time, there's a reason they're special, and they can obviously improve and make schemes – even better with what the person can do. Yeah, and I do believe there's obviously an expiration date for everybody, you know, but previous running backs who were special and then kind of fell off, I think are affecting the current crop. And then also those systems having good run games are potentially affecting it. And there's like the long-term effect, I think, is what you're talking about. If you just do the three, you're missing out on that whole thing. Dalvin Cook can absolutely still go. Yeah. I mean, you know, the fact that he's available right now, and Madison has a chance to be great. We, hey, Tony Pollard, right? I yeah, mean, he yeah. did it. He was able to make the transition into being every down. We're not saying he can't, but it's like Dalvin Cook was there off. Like Dalvin, yeah, the reason why he, I think Justin Jefferson and has all the yeah, thing is, is because Dalvin Cook's in the backfield. Yes. Now, Madison's going to have to earn that same type of respect from defenses, and I assume he will. This is me not saying anything different. But, damn, if you're a team that can pick up that respect in the box from one signing of a guy, 
That feels like an easy decision. Allegedly, he has multiple offers. That's depending upon which reports you want to read on the internet. He's either mulling over multiple offers, or we know he at least has a Miami Dolphins offer. Mm -hmm. So Darlington, who is an insider and a pundit, said that Dalvin Cook's coming to Miami. He lives here. He's coming to Miami. They made an offer. But then you hear other people say, like, why not the Jets? And then he'll like that tweet. Like, has his mind been made that he's going to Miami? He's waiting for a little bit of negotiation leverage to get more money? Or is he truly mulling over his options because he's a fucking game changer immediately and a fucking dog to your point pack i i'm it's wild he's on the market in my eyes agent or aq it's um, and i'm watching these highlights right now it's like you watch this and it's not like it looks like he's in year 13 and mm-hmm. lost a step like he is fucking cruising still like cruising and so when you look at this stuff and oh. you and, and you start to weigh these options as gms or front office people or scouts or whatever and let's let's be honest they all overanalyze everything and think the grass is always greener until it isn't right and then you sit here and you watch this stuff and it's like how is this guy still available and not to mention even if he does lose a step these guys are such elite football players of this generation that they lose a step what they've lost in a step they've gained in experience and have become better football players even by losing a step and that's what these people can't ever put a number on yeah, because we remember your last couple of years. He he was barely able to get off a ball. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. Take your leverage, go ahead, back. I think out of all the all the running backs that we're talking about, Cook probably the only one that has for sure deals that's in place. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and talk about some of the other running backs. A lot of these running backs are premium uh, running backs that some teams don't know if they want to share carries. Um, like Zeke, like I'm quite sure Zeke could probably get a job if he cool with. Only getting 10 carries a game. Uh, you're thinking they're still holding out for a potential better, bigger influence on the offense? Yeah. Here. Oh, really? I didn't even think about that. Oh. I just assumed these guys understood the deal now at this stage, when you're mm-hmm. getting signed, how you're going to go about getting signed. But there's some guys that could be remain free agents until training camp. Yeah. Somebody gets hurt, yeah. and all of a sudden you are the Ooh. guy. So I guess there's different ways to play it. But we on this show... Big fans run backs and offense a lot. That's yeah. right. We've proved that, AQ. We have proved that. Ty has a question for you, pal. Yeah, AQ, allegedly Matt Stafford had uh, an injury very similar to yours in terms of like the bruised or spinal contusion. Uh, we know how bad their O-line was last year. That's why he got hurt. Like when, when you had your situation, did they tell you, is there like a level of severity to it? Like, I just, I mean, they're expecting him to go out there and play like everything's okay. And we know, you know, from your situation that it was like, hey, you have to retire today because if you get hit in the wrong spot there, like you could be paralyzed. Like is is his maybe not as serious or like do you actually see him playing a full season? And why are you wrestling with Ryan Vader? Yeah. I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there is there is some different levels to it, right? Like I think – you know, you can get it and not lose feeling, you know, whole body. It also depends on what part of the cord, right? Like if the higher up the cord, the more it affects the whole body. The lower down on the cord, it might just affect certain areas, right? And so he might have just got some tingling. He might have just got some, you know, you know, his his canal, I guess, around the cord might not have been as close to the cord as mine, maybe not taking as big of a kind of whiplash on it. Um but I don't. I mean, here's 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 one great point you just brought up. His, his O line wasn't great last year. I don't think they did a ton to get better. In oh, oh boy! 
You hating on them. Uh-oh. They were terrible. Yeah, bad. So bad. They were very yeah, bad. Because it was interesting after hearing that he had a similar injury to you, and I know it's not a glorious day in your football life, and it was certainly a sad situation when you were told that. But that day, whenever you kind of explained to me what the doctor had just told you about, like, yeah, like, there's a chance that if I get in a car crash, that is a little bit too... There's a chance that something very bad could happen to me. Like, have to monitor it. That's why the doctor told you immediately upon reading scans, like, yeah, you're never playing football again. Like, that is with kind of cold, too, right? Then he delivered a message, like, pretty cold. Oh, yeah, there was... There, it was just deliver the news. There was there was no human element to this whatsoever. Yeah, just middle of the season, you're just like starting going on a Bucks. run. Tom Brady, quarterback yeah. behind you, just another quarterback that you have, you know, touched your butt with. That's mm-hmm. right. You know what I mean? Like kind of really mm-hmm. done the whole thing, and then you get told out of nowhere, boom! Yeah, you're not playing football anymore. But also, that's it. Car crashes, need to stay away from those because mm-hmm. there's a yep. chance. Uh, re- let's not be wrestling around, horsing around. Yep. Let's not be doing anything, really, is kind of how it was laid out to you. Now, I immediately heard that news and said, that's why I thought, like, you need to fucking pipe down yeah. all the time because mm-hmm. yeah. at any moment, I could paralyze you. You just told me that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. You're my friend, but, you know, just know that that's there now. But that's why whenever the Stafford news, him coming back, I was so fucking surprised by it. Like, this is a really serious injury. He's legacy Super Bowl champion. Yeah, he yeah. did. He's already a Hall of Famer. He, he got, he got yeah. more money than the entire city of Detroit's, I think, uh, team. like entire. GDP maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Whenever he was drafted, old, old CBA. Mm-hmm. So he has filthy cash. He has commercial deals. I assume he's plugged in in L.A. everywhere. His college roommate... 40 under 40. Bingo. I mean, in the business world, he has a Super Bowl. He's, you know, so I think we were all very confused about, like, why is he even rolling the dice? But guy fucking loves football. He does. Lives for it. Doesn't he, AQ? I mean, he just loves football. I mean, raise it. He's one He's one of the few that just loves ball, apparently, right? Like, just loves ball. But, you know, it's it's like you said, right? Like, I don't know why he's not. I mean, I guess there is. I think the Peyton Manning thing, I think there, there's that surgery that can kind of correct it, too. Because I did get told after the fact surgery. that, yeah, you yeah. could do the fusion, right? Yeah, I had C3, C4. I asked him why didn't you have the fusion, too. Um, so, like, they did give me that as, like, a, an option after the fact. They were like, hey, you can do this, but it's going to be, you know, you're 34, going to be 35. You got three kids. You played 12 years. You won a Super Bowl. You right. made money. Like, right? Like, do you really want to keep doing this? Like, do you want to do you want to wait a year for surgery and come back at thirty six? I was just like, nah, good. Like, not the right time. Like, you had that. You're yeah, the only three, C four. Well, you're the only non quarterback that's come back from it, right? Yeah, Slayton that's... tried to come back from it. He ended up not fusing. I think after so many games, he ended up having to happen again. Yeah, me and Peyton, the only one that I knew that's not had the surgery. So Peyton, remember, he couldn't feel his fingers. Yeah, he had gloves, right? He couldn't feel his fingers, and this was during the lockout. And there was um, there was like thirty million dollar bonus on the line, <laughs> with Andrew Luck sitting there, and a brand new GM who painted over the walls yep. you know, with the new head coach Chuck Pagano. So like that was quite a scene there developed. But I think they didn't know if he was going to be able to feel a football again because yeah. he couldn't get the feeling back in his fingers. So that's why he started wearing the gloves. He's allegedly. I, I don't think I've ever asked him directly. But then whenever he was with the Broncos, he was wearing a glove the entire yeah. time. Yep. And I think it's because 
I assume his hand got back all the way yeah. to, yeah, to not but, needing it, but there was a time, I guess, where he thought he couldn't fucking close his hand. Like, he had the same thing, C3, C4, your thumb, all of these fingers tingle and numb. You can't feel these these three, right? Jeez. Yep. And then once you Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, what, surgery, I, that's what I'm at, C2, C3, C3, C4. Yeah, and you, you can tell, too. Like, I mean, when I'm telling you it's tingling, like, somebody hit your funny bone, and that's how it feel the whole time. Damn. And so then after the surgery, it doesn't feel that way? After the surgery, it takes... It took me, well, the first time, shit, I felt it the whole time still. Then I had to take the bone from my hip. But, like, after mm. two months, then I, I was like, damn, my finger's not tingling no more. I must be healing. Go back, look at the MR. It finally had fused together. How much off time? Um, It took me probably a year to get back. Damn. Jeez. Wait, they took a bone from Pat, your hip? You, yeah. Pat, I took a bone. you have anything on your cord? No, I didn't have nothing on my cord, thank God. What's because that was the whole thing. They was like, someone on your court, you fucking not. Never playing again. I had the same situation. Yeah, that's, that's what happened I to me. There, I had like, the, uh, the bruise. What's happening? He's like, well, first first thing is you, you're not going to play no more if you don't have a fusion. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I thought I just, you know what I mean, got dinged up. Like, no. Yeah. C3, C4 is touching your spine a little bit. We got to go infuse four and five together. And you can, you need to know this. In about five or six years, you're going to have to fuse five and six, too. <laughs> uh, What'd you do? You submarined into a tackle? That's how it happened? No, uh, the first time it happened, remember I told you James Harrison hit me. I caught a punt, and he hit me on the top of my head. Oh, yeah, in Dallas. Mm. In Dallas. And then the second time it happened, I just barely went up to touch. I had just scored a touchdown in Atlanta, and I just went up and barely touched the dude, and I was paralyzed for like 10 minutes. I was like, yo, fuck this. Damn. It it scared me. Scared the hell? Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Family. Family. I was only, like, by the time they came out there, I was good. But I was paralyzed for, like, I guess three, four minutes. But the second time it happened in Atlanta, I was I don't think I got my feeling back to I was halfway in the locker room on the stretcher. Jeez Louise. Yeah. That's wild. So not even a thumbs-up thing off? No, no, no. It wasn't no thumbs-up. And it was, like, a barely touch, too. Like, I had been hitting the shit out of people the whole game, and it was on a never-forget-to-play, a two-jam and I just barely went up and touched him. He didn't even hit me. And I'm down. Are you still I, conscious? Yeah. You oh, no. Steven Scarrier. Oh, no. Hey, help. I can't, I can't move. move. <laughs> <laughs> hey, happy you're okay. Yeah, boy, Pac. Happy you're okay. Look at this. We got a couple uh, spine-neck situations yeah, here I'm on the show. That's why the Stafford stuff is so – how old Scary. are you? Uh, the first time I was 23. The second time I was 20. Seven. Okay, so year off, 29 Damn. coming back, 28 coming back, 29. Yep, Pro Bowl. Stafford is 36. How old? Still doing it, bro. Just got an extension. Roll me out on the field. That's how he was at Detroit, too. Dude, and he got slaughtered in Detroit. I actually can't believe he's still playing because he got hit so hard so many times but would still play in the games. He played injured all the time. Yeah, he had like a, he had a broken something. I forget. Maybe his arm? Collarbone, I think. Yeah, collarbone. I think he threw a touchdown yeah. with a broken collarbone. And yeah. then afterwards, ah, yeah. ah, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't yep. touch it. There was just that play going around again where like he was super banged up i think broke his broke his thumb and had like some collapsed uh had like a collapsed lung maybe some broken ribs he came back in for the last play to and threw a touchdown and they won and he still just collapsed laying on the turf like didn't get up to go celebrate one of his linemen had to pick him up and be like hey we won yeah like, 
He's just a Texas fuck who loves yeah. football. I will literally never forget that play. I think that was early in his career, and everyone in Michigan was like, yep, we got our guy for the next forever, and that's just how it was his entire career. This was the shoulder one. Yep, Browns, I knew. Mm. Yeah. Oh, landed right on it. That was, mm. that was one of those tackles that they're trying to change the rules about. If you yeah. land with all your weight on top of the quarterback, just get off the field, okay? Yeah. Don't need ha. Huh? Ha, ha, huh? ha. Do we score? Do we score? Jeez. Down to 10. Gets Fuck. back up. Gets back on the field. It's a legendary I'm good. clip. I'm yeah, good. Great clip. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Fuck off. Here we go. Back in. What do you need me to do? Oh, not run. No, of course not. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> oh, God, that hurts so bad. <laughs> God. I, yeah, it's done. Die, die, don't touch me. Calvin don't touch Johnson. Me. God, but that's what, what's crazy. He's old school. This guy, yeah. yeah. But that's what's so crazy. Is like yeah. we're not. You're not talking about a shoulder or something like. Like it's legit. Like hey, you know you you can't out tough a fucking spinal cord injury. You know you no. get hit lo- the wrong way with a battle line. Like you could be in a wheelchair the See rest ya. of your life. Let's uh let's pivot away from that particular conversation because he's a little neg- Hey Stafford, let's go. Tough guy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Stafford. We appreciate it, man. We do, because there's a lot of reasons why you would not have to be. Yeah. You're incredibly wealthy at mm-hmm. this stage. You have all the accolades and connections that you could possibly need. Uh, and you just being like, yeah, pull me out behind mm-hmm. that C-level, D-level offensive line. I yeah. love it. And just let me get my fucking shit kicked in. Where's Cooper Cup? Excited for it. Hey, I love that you're doing it, though, dude. Much tougher than I am. Can't wait to watch him continue to spin this thing. Jason Kelsey says Jalen Hurts is still beating himself up about the Super Bowl loss. I think we like that, AQ. I think we like that he's still pissed about it. You got to love it. I mean, that's the one thing they talk about all the time. It's such a cliche saying, but at the end of the day, there's only one team that confetti falls for, right? And so when that happens, you're sitting there, and, and anybody that's ever lost a Super Bowl, fortunately, I've never been a part of that. But I have. Thanks for bringing it up. They say it's pretty bad, right? I mean, all, all those members of that coaching staff I was with in Tampa, when they lost the Super Bowl to Green Bay, they all said, like, there's no worse feeling when that confetti falls and you're watching everybody else celebrate. You realize, like, you just went through 22 weeks of a grind to get here, to win it, and then now you just walk away with nothing. Nothing. Right? Like, nothing. And so, like, of course it's going to beat them up. you gotta, you got to hope that that drives them, that fires in them. Obviously, like, you can't sit there as if you're Jalen Hurts and just be like, hey, I just got the bag. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm like – no, he wants to win Super Bowls, which is cool to see. Yeah, I think it's a good trait to have to mm-hmm. be pissed off. I, I do believe there's been uh, times where quarterbacks actually, like, after a Super Bowl loss, just, like, disappear for, mm-hmm. like, three, four weeks. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear from anybody. I don't want to talk to him. Because the quarterback's obviously a massive focal point of the build of the 130 million people watching. So, like, you are literally the person that is taking the blame for the loss publicly. And also, you probably feel as if you let down – the entire locker room, the entire organization, the entire city. It can be a real low point, I think, for guys. And that was the most devastated room I've ever walked into in my life. I've only gone to a few funerals. Okay, It's not really my favorite thing to do, but with close friends passing away, feel obligated to go pay my respects and kind of do that thing. But normally when you walk into funerals, there's certainly people that are negative, but then there's like stories being told and there's a little bit of some sort of reunion feeling, like a little bit. Of, that locker room was the most negative room I'd ever walked into in my entire life with a group of people. Mm-hmm. Every Trainers, equipment managers, coaches, uh, players, obviously, front office, everybody that has been around the NFL a lot longer than I had been. I was a rookie at that point. New. 
the opportunity that was there, and how hard it is to get it back. Now, people think that the Patriots are just the norm, yeah, you know, because the Patriots were able to do it for 20 years. That shit is not the norm. It is a devastating thing. So whenever I heard Kelsey talk about Jalen Hurts taking hard, it's like, everything I hear about this guy, I fucking love Jalen. Mm -hmm. He works his ass off in the weight room. He, I guess his teammates all just absolutely yep, love, love him. Work. And then on the field, he works. You can tell that he works. His arm was the big question mark going into last year, and then he became one of the most proficient passers in the NFL. It's like, I love everything I hear about him. Good for the Eagles. And if they would like to trade... No, we're good. You actually. got the guy. We, we, Anthony, we you got the guy. We got the guy. Got I don't, I don't want Josh Allen either. They're all I don't though. want Josh Allen either. So if Bean comes on here again, I am not going to offer him anything to trade Josh Allen to sure? the Indianapolis Colts. Nope. I'm good with Anthony Richardson. But really? that is with how good Jalen is, like that's why the Anthony Richardson dream is real. Because mm -hmm. it's like Steichen just had an immense amount of influence on what Jalen has become. But is Anthony what Jalen is off the field? And that's like mm. that's the big question mark, I think. Well, I don't know. Jalen is special, man. From college, from all the stuff he went through, and then still go and perform at a high level like he did last year. I don't know if we could compare those two. Well, listen, I'm just saying that's the hope. Yeah. Is that he is. But this is just like when people, you know, start saying, this guy could be the next AQ Shipley. It's mm -hmm. like, why? Because he's built the way he's built and his arms aren't as long? Yeah. Or do you, is this guy have a barbed wire tattoo on his left yeah. arm? Because he's, bald. Okay. he's bald. Does this guy, bingo, does this guy have just an absolute dog mentality at all times in between his ears? That's the thing you can't judge. Jalen seems to have it all figured out. Speaking of in between the ears, there's a couple guys with some big things in between their ears that are causing some storylines. Boston Connors question for you, AQ. Yeah, AQ, obviously you've been through the ringer when it comes to fight camp. You know, you mm -hmm. trained with Bader. I believe you trained with multiple fighters, and all of them have said, Listen, AQ Shipley could have been, you know, a champion if he sure. were of to dedicated his life early on to this. Now, Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg are going through camp right now. What do you think they're going through? What do you think they're kind of experiencing as they're rolling around on the map and or mat? And do you have any, you know, early favorites? Do you lean jujitsu with Mark Zuckerberg, or do you lean the walrus Elon Musk style that he is supposed to be doing? It's both Plato, you so fast, dude. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I I mean, this is obviously going to be a majorly watched event if this happens. Biggest but, of all time. I mean, you have you have to lean Zuckerberg. I have think, to, right? Oh, like wow. you have to. Whoa. Yeah. I just saw a picture. I saw a picture of Elon like on a yacht the other day. Bad body. Bad. bad is that body. a bad body? Who, who is that? Uh, he's tossing this guy around. Hey, let me put you in a fake mean, he arm. Better there than he did on that yacht. I will say that. Standing next. Who was that? Lex Friedman. Uh, yes. I mean, Lex Friedman's a psychologist. What makes him like a fucking jujitsu? <laughs> Listen, I didn't know who Lex Friedman was, but I, I, I don't know who he is. I don't know what he is, but I do know he's somehow Elon Musk's sparring partner. Yeah. I assumed he had some sort of expertise in something that involves fighting. A smart guy. He would have sure. to. Nope. He, nope. He's a psychologist. And he is wearing jeans. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Elon's taking his training as serious as Zuck, which might be an advantage. Yeah. Uh, might, might be an advantage. I just saw a video, Zuck versus Lex Friedman in jiu-jitsu. So apparently Friedman's a guy, okay? Oh, so oh. this is Musk trolling oh, Zuck. Okay. Got it, which is a Musk move yep. since the beginning. Dana White's truly trying to make that fight happen, and why would he not? Could you imagine Sugar Sean on that card and a couple other young UFC stars? Now, granted, when we get to the main event of Facebook, 
taking on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to be entertained by the fights, but if you're UFC who's promoting that fight, like there's a chance to really build up some stars yeah. Yeah. and kind of do your thing. I just hope that they don't embarrass themselves, you know? Which... Can definitely happen if we're talking about possibilities. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, Yeah, because if you put all the young stars on and, you know, even some of the older studs like John Jones and they put on a show. They would not put John Jones on this card. Not a chance. Oh, just have him on his own? Yes. Because Sugar Sean now, he's he's the I think he signed like a seven-fight deal, though. Mm -hmm. I think he signed like a big-time fight deal. So I think there would be a way to pay Sugar Sean. The issue with John Jones is like the pay-per-view points and the buy points and everything. Oh. This one, they're donating charity, all yeah. the charity money. So I don't know if like – I was actually trying to make the card the other day whenever I was trying to balance it because if you're Dana, who's a very intelligent promoter, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we got we got some stars that we could potentially mm-hmm. build up build here with all the eyes we're going to have. Now, I'm not saying you throw in just some – Sack of bones in there yeah. against your stars, but maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe. they could have Chris Moutinho fight eight guys. Sure. We do not want Moutinho on her. No, no, the but guy he, can't be knocked out. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. The guy actually cannot. That's a zombie, bro. His face was beaten up. Hands. A walking zombie. That's unbelievable. I've never seen somebody utilize their face as a weapon more Ever. than that guy. No. He was like, oh, right hand, let me fucking eat it. Mm. Left hand, bang. Doesn't even hurt. Right hand, boom, pow, boom, pow, bang, pow. He landed, what, 400 shots or something yep. on a guy's face. Take Sugar Sean broke both of his hands. Yeah. Yes, he did. That guy's face did more damage to Sugar Sean's hands than his face took from fists. I mean, he was – he clearly – was getting outclassed in the fight. Sure. Oh, the yeah. whole time. Had no idea that you could yeah. fight back other than with your face, seemingly. Yep. Mm-hmm. But God damn, what a secret. Way. That could be a halftime performance at the NBA. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're just going to line up 50 people to punch this guy in the face and then see if he gets knocked out. Hey, he survived another night, everybody. Give a round of applause. Yep. Demetria. Hey, hey, yeah. yeah. Give him a beer on his way out. He's Bingo. good to go. It'd be awesome. He should be good. in slap league. He would win every time. Yeah. Oh my God, he is the slap league. Yeah. yeah. Get his ass in there. I seen um two guys in wheelchairs, uh, boxing. Each yeah, other. with helmets on. Helmets on. They had like full boxing helmets yeah. on. Full boxing gloves on. Yeah. I think they had the wheels taped to each other. And it was like yeah. slap league, but they were boxing each other. Sick. I'll tell you what. It was I saw a fourteen entertaining fourteen piece combo from the guy in the closest wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yep. He never stopped punching. That's right. And it was like that feels like the right move. Because the other guy was trying to dodge. And he's like, the flurry has to stop at some point. And it just no. didn't. Yeah. It just didn't stop. Death by volume. That's mm-hmm. not a bad play. I don't want to see that guy in a phone booth. So slap thing, it's just like uh that's Moutinho's sport. Last yeah, question here for you, AQ. Turn dick. Yeah, AQ, we know there's two types of offensive linemen. There's the offensive linemen who, you know, they eat one thing and they gain 10 pounds, and there's the offensive linemen that have to eat 20 things to gain 5 pounds and maintain weight. The offensive linemen that eat one thing and gain 10 pounds, I, I'm not saying you're in that category, but you might be, so that's why I'm asking you this. Can you guys even enjoy this time between minicamp and um, the – training camp like can you guys even go on vacation because you let two or three days go and that's a slippery slope my friend and can you also talk about some of the tactics you use to to lose weight Mm -hmm. thank you i'll let you answer yeah so i was the guy that had no issue keeping the weight on that's why it's a constant grind trying to get it off right now but 
there is the the crew. Like I think like the Pouncy brothers, like they had they could eat whatever they wanted just to like stay at like three hundred, right? Like that was their whole thing. But to answer your question, right? Like when you finish the season and you have all that time before OTAs, you can take that month or two, kind of get out of shape, party, do your thing, right? And then work your way back into shape. And then even when you get back into shape, you know, you even if you don't get in the best shape, you still have twelve more weeks till mini camp to kind of work your way back into shape. This is such a short break, and I think people don't realize it enough because here's the deal. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that you get out of shape during the the offseason program, but listen, football is the main priority. So when it comes to lifting, when it comes to running, when it comes to getting your, your, your body into fighting shape, you kind of get a little bit out of that because the focus becomes football, and you put yourself solely focused on, on the football product you're putting on tape especially if you're a guy that's not a 10 million a year guy, right? Like the guy that's trying to grind to make the team, or even if you're a middle of the roster guy, right? But the minute this mini camp ends, you got to get right back into it. Like that is, that is the last time you can put yourself in a position to feel the best you're ever going to feel for the next eight months. Because the minute a week into training camp, you're jet lagged, your body feels like shit. You're already starting the the soft tissues, the nagging injuries. Now your fucking head hurts for the next six months. Uh, your shoulder hurts. Your leg right. hurts. Everything's kind of hurt, right? So you have to do everything you can to to build the armor up, per se, going into training camp. And so that's what these guys do. I mean, yeah, you can take the fourth. You can take a quick little that's you know, it. week trip if you want. But that's about it, man. These yeah. five weeks are crucial. Pack, you know it. I mean, it's crucial. It's the only time it matters really yeah, coming you, up. OTAs do not fucking matter, matter at, at all. all. <laughs> Nobody fucking gives a fuck about OTAs. Hey, he you was good in OTAs. Like, oh, OTAs, what? You remember how good he was at OTAs? Yeah, yeah and then first day of camp, this guy sucks. <laughs> like, you can ruin everything that happened in the offseason first day of camp. I've yeah. seen people do it. I've actually, holy hell, this guy was going to be a star for us. <laughs> first day of camp, fat, out of shape, Gotta mm-hmm. be in failed shape. test. Yeah. And now. 40 tests, can't keep complete fucking uh-huh. 1040s of 10, 20 yards for the big linemen. Bingo. This yeah. guy ain't. Now this guy's not even on our team anymore. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, but he was the guy in April. What is, it's like, man, don't fucking matter who he was in. That is, that is something to think about. And this is a crazy take, and, and, and some people I think will agree with me, especially on the offensive line, defensive line stuff, right? So everything in OTAs and minicamp is so competitive-based. Like, it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter what it looks like. All these coaches are preaching, win the drill, win the drill. Win the drill, right? So, like, that's what it all becomes. But here's the deal. You're playing in fucking shorts and a T-shirt. Your your jersey's baggy as hell, which it's not whenever you play in the game. Your shit's taped to your shoulder pads. It's tight as hell. These guys can't grab everything. I almost felt during OTAs and minicamp, I became worse technically as a football player. Because I, was, because I was trying to win the drill. All I cared about was not letting some fucking young D-lineman ragdoll and grab me and throw me because my jersey's loose. So, like, all I was trying to do was just to win the drill. So then I spend these next five, six weeks honing in on technique so that when I go back for training camp to get fucking better as a football player. Yeah, I love that. And can you just quickly talk about some of your techniques to lose weight whenever weigh-ins happen every single week because you are a guy that sniffs a lasagna and gains two pounds? Yeah, so I had some good ones, especially during the season, especially you know, come Friday weigh-in in season when you had a – be a certain weight or you'd get fined for being overweight, man. Oh, I had the good ones. I had the saunas, which I still got right behind me over there. I have 
Um, we definitely get the hot tub. You get the hot tub all the way down to the neck. You get the sweats. You can you can bury yourself, put the towels on, make it even hot. All the fighter techniques, learning this from Bader and those guys, right? Then the good one, the most important one, especially after a Thursday night buffet and the O-line dinners, you go to Walgreens. You go to CVS. You grab the magnesium citrate bottle. Oh, you yeah. chug the shit out of this thing. <laughs> and then you spend the next 15 hours dehydrating, shitting yourself every fucking chance you get for the next 12 hours. But you don't get fired. But guess what? Maybe. You get under 315 pounds at all costs. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Hell yeah. That's right. I say AQ a couple of those mornings where he's weighing in and looks exhausted. Oh. <laughs> Bro, you look like shit, dude. What? Are you okay? I didn't sleep at all. Hey, last Pat, night. can you bring a couple more bottles of water to practice? I'm going to need to hydrate. Dude, you look so $69 per pound that you're over. <laughs> yeah, Doctor, when you have a game on Sunday? $469 per Damn. pound. We had a player that was over on our team like for. I want to say six to seven weeks, 20, it was like 25 or 30 pounds over. He was getting fined every week. Did not care. Did not care. Hey, I ain't, listen, so, I'm a, I'm well, he eat. did care, but you know, come in camp, overweight, then you have an injury that you still got to weigh in. Shit, they, don't, they ain't worrying about it. You still got to weigh in. This is your weight. Jeez Louise. They put, I, they, put, they put him on the bike. You know, he's going to practice. Yeah. He's on the bike beforehand. He's practicing. He's on the bike after. That's real good. Like, let's just fucking kill the guy and then go make him play. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's smart. It's certainly an interesting thing. There were some guys that tried to do the thumb on the on the scale or yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. It just that was quite a play. I mean, the first time I saw somebody try to do that with a human looking at them, <laughs> I was like, "This motherfucker's desperate right here." Like, I hope he pulls it off though. And then all of a sudden, obviously, he's over by seven or eight pounds, and he's like, "You have until like." 8 a.m. to weigh in again if you'd like to go figure out how to maybe drop a pound or two if you got to do it. That was a real anxiety for some people. Yeah. Real, that's why when I showed up at camp, I had to be the heaviest I could be. Yep. So that sets the number. Exactly. You know, for the rest of the season. So I got to be under 235. You got it. No problem. Easy. I got to be under 233. You got it. No problem at all. But then as soon as that season's over, I'm 270. AQ, <laughs> we appreciate the hell out of you, buddy. Have an incredible day. You over there in Arizona. Over in Arizona, today's an off day from training Hainsey. It's good. We're going to go for a little bike ride, get a little sweat, get a little movement going. That's about it. Nice. Keep getting go. after it over there. Arizona's such a beautiful place, as are you, ladies and gentlemen. AQ Show. AQ. And joining us live from Manatic in Ohio. What? His name is a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, a Ryder Cup winner, but the team did lose to Europe. Yeah, oh, jeez, Louise. Uh. But he's the president of Ohio currently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, COVID survivor, father of 10, A.J. Hall. Yeah. A.J., how you doing on this beautiful day? How's the AQI over there in Ohio? Uh, AQI is pretty pretty high. It's not nearly as high uh, as you guys have over there in Indy, though. How are you doing? You okay? You able to do the show? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't come in and say, well, your baby lung's not okay. Well, oh, that's oh, what oh. you said the last time. No, it's real. It's, all, it's real. I get it. I yeah. understand. Well, the reason why you were talking the way you were talking and the way we were talking about it the last time is because it's never fucking happened before. So I, Ever. I don't fully comprehend how this is taking place, why this is taking place. We would like to send positive vibes to those who are closer to the fire yeah. than obviously we are. But goddamn, this is our summer. Can we please get some clear? 
clear skies. We'd like to be able to see downtown, see the lake. Think about what Indianapolis is right now. We got about a 500 yard visibility thing. Dubai is 359. Damn. I mean, it's way worse somehow over there. I thought they spent all the money to build up the perfect country in a perfect place. They don't have fans up there to blow the smoke out. I'm worried about all these people's lungs, uh, most specifically ours, because uh, we're in the middle of it right now. But we hope everybody's okay. And we hope that this won't happen again. Yeah. We do fear it I'm will. sure it won't. I'm sure it's a one-time thing. That'd be cool. Like people dying. Joining us now is a guy who just sandbagged the shit out of a golf course called the Oakmont mm-hmm. in uh, eastern hills of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. A guy who we had a bet $1,000 on a donation to charity if he was able to shoot an 82 and a half or lower at Oakmont, okay. which is one of the hardest courses in the world, home of the U.S. Open. He just got done with his round live from the property, Dan Orlovsky. Dan, you look spent, pal. Long, long day on the course. How was it this morning at Oakmont? It was awesome. This place is amazing. Yeah. Um, to my knowledge, all right, so this, this is, uh, I want to fill you in on all the, the accurate details of the morning, okay? It rained for the, like, last 24 to 36 hours here. Did not rain during our round. Welcome to Pittsburgh. So I was told, like, played way easier. I asked the member that we were playing with, if Oakmont is a 10 normally, difficulty, what was today? He said a 3. That's what I texted you. Like, much easier. There were three holes that were under construction. I shot 82. Well. I mean, playing as a three, it's normally a 10? Come on. I mean, think about how embarrassed that Yinzer was to host Did you play those three holes under construction? Did you actually play them? Yeah, you play them. You play them. You just, we, we, the tee boxes were moved up to different locations. Oh. I like the way, I like the way Chuck plays. I you know. What's that? How about me? How about me having integrity and in telling you? I could have very easily did it, but, but I want to tell you the truth. Stand up. Well, yeah, well, thank you. You got an 82. The over under was 82 and a half. Feels like there's maybe a little. Uh, yeah, we wanted it to be 80. Uh, you guys put everything out? You yeah. put everything out too? Yeah. Nice. Did you? Did you? 18 <laughs> balls in 18 holes today in Oakmont. Yeah. Not even uh but, but again, I was told that the greens weren't nearly as difficult today as they would have been if it was dry. Right. I, I was t- I've been doing a lot of burying of you through this. We should be proud. Yeah. yeah. Ray Rod. Right. Well Dan. done, Dan. Ray Rod, Dan. We're very proud of you. I don't I feel how about we, we say 500, 500 for each to a charity because I don't think I don't think the course was playing as hard as it normally does. Okay, sounds good. Thousand thousand. We'll both donate a thousand. <laughs> That's what you That'll be perfect. Yep, for the people. Yeah, hey, for, to right. make the world a better place. Do something there around Oakmont too. Maybe drive over about twenty minutes and go to Plum High School and just take out all the money in your wallet yeah. and drop it right into somebody's lap. Give it back. There's also a beautiful sheet right across the road. What high school? What high school's on the way to the airport? Nah, it's not on the way to the airport, but Plum High School. Just go stop by Plum High School. It's where the ballers, ball players play. Take all the money out of your pocket, you and your little yup friends, and put all the money in the parking lot. Yeah. Everybody, it'll get handled from there. Okay, everything will be okay. I'm happy you're having a good time. Great round. We'll donate a thousand. We hope you do as well. Way to represent out there, nice ladies job. and gentlemen. Dan or lost. Guy's a fucking player. Yeah, I mean he has a six handicap. We wanted it to be eighty. 
And he said, no, 82, because it's a hard course. And it turns out it's not a hard course. Yeah, it turns out it was just Oakmont East, which used to be the public course <laughs> that was right next to Oakmont. This is well, He's a good guy, though, huh? Told us the truth. Probably yeah. a couple foot wedges. Probably fluffing a little couple bit. Couple gimmies. There's no way he put all 18. You know? nah. they had, there had to be one where it was right next to the hole, probably would have made it. But it was a gimme. He didn't put it. Well, to be clear... I would have gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know I mean? That's good. Nothing wrong with it, but he might be lying. How about do you remember Darius Butler was like offended these people were giving him putts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are these people telling me to? I like three, it. Three Get months real from score. now. Let's he get is. a real score. Yeah, well, if they're going to give it to you, though, that okay. is my real score. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, if you're gambling with them and they want to give it to you, but if it's something like off the course that it has going on, like you should put it out. How's your game? You feeling good right now about your game going into over two weeks out? I feel great. Always feel great about my game. You know I'm very positive about my golf game. Hell yeah, me too, buddy. I'm at the point where I'm just feeling it. You know what I mean? I, I'm a straight field player. All feel and instincts. That's all it is. Me too, dude. And this putter right here, making putts. Oh, 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 oh. Making Ooh, putts. Yeah, you're full PXG guy. I know, man. Look at that fat grip you put on there too. Well, it came with the fat grip, actually. Mm-hmm. So they knew I needed it. I want to take the little muscles out, only use the big muscles. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And then the lineup of the ball. This guy's name was Alex Elliott, I believe, was the person that has taught me on Instagram these little things. The lineup of the ball with the line uh-huh. sideways, parallel yeah. with your putter, as opposed to perpendicular with your putter, has been a real game changer. Because if I line that fucker up with where it's supposed to go, all I got to do is hit it square. I hit it square, at least I know it's going in the right direction. Yep. My biggest fear was like, if that little fucker is just a little bit yeah. off, how do I know if I, you know what I mean? Just yeah, that might, easy. It's that easy, off. man. What's that, pal? It's that easy. That's all you have to do. No, I mean, there's obviously a weight thing, and Tahoe's greens are a fucking joke. You might as well put on a kitchen floor. It's got the green book, though. I mean, I you, you might as well do that whole thing, but at least I got it going in a direction in which I'm confident. I've never felt that before putting. It's That's all been... putting is. It's confidence, don't you think? That's all putting is. Like, yep, I'm draining this one wherever I'm at. Who called? Somebody called Aaron Rodgers the best putter they've ever seen the other day. Who was he it? Can, when he gets oh. it rolling, he can drain everything. Well, you remember in that match, he yeah. fucking buried a 30-some yeah. footer oh, right, yeah. left to right to win it when it was dark out, and he had to feel, oh, King of the world. he had to feel so good, dude, on the last hole, fist pumping yeah, there, huh? picking up. Cause he had, What's like, that coming up? Isn't it t- is it tomorrow? When's the match? The next one? Yeah, speaking of, we have Steph Curry on the show tomorrow. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, okay. Steph Curry on the show tomorrow and on the show right now. Absolute legend. A man who's been at ESPN since 1996. <laughs> Long time on television. Obviously, he's electrifying. I do believe he enjoys a chicken parmesan or two, and also the sport of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe he's live in Nashville, the home of the NHL draft this evening. John Beachy Raw. Yeah, Beachy. We're live. Hey, you look awesome, dude. You look sweet. I didn't know you were all tatted up Neither down there. Neither did I. Cool. I, I, wanted, I wanted the introduction to include I was born in downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah. We, where, was that? where was that? So we looked that up. You are a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah. I believe you moved out. You were a hockey player, too, growing up, right? And you used to sneak, allegedly, you used to sneak into the igloo to watch Penguins games as a kid. And that's that what kind of spurred your love of hockey. Is that accurate? Did that once, might have taken the car at age 15 and driven to Pittsburgh, allegedly, with a couple of buddies, Gibby and Steve, and bought one ticket from a scalper, gave it to another dude. He walked around the perimeter of the arena, which used to be all glass pad. You could see through it inside. And he kept going, keep moving, and he let us in the door, and we snuck in and watched the Minnesota North Stars and Mario. Hell yeah. Your wow. armor on there, Ron Francis, Tommy Barrasso just got into the Hall of Fame, uh-huh. probably in between the pipes. I mean, tonight's a big night for the NHL. I I can't get past how fucking good you look right yeah, now. Yeah, wow. Exactly. Hey, you look really good, dude. 
Like it's chicken parm. It's push-ups. Maybe tats. a little makeup. <laughs> no, you're not putting it on your chest. Look no, at those what? tats. Did we know yeah, no. the Bucci was tatted no. up? Tan. I have no idea. I mean, you. you I'm the. I'm, I'm also the best putter on the show right now, too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you grew up playing golf? I, and then how'd you... I, I grew up playing everything. Baseball, football, basketball, golf, Indiana, Pennsylvania. And then I moved to Steubenville when I was 11. So always within an hour of Pittsburgh. Steelers season ticket holder my dad was since the mid-60s in Forbes Field and Pitt Stadium. And then I saw so I grew up with all those Steelers teams. My age is the same age as the Super Bowl. So whenever Super Bowl was next, I know what Super Bowl is next because I, I should know what my next birthday is. So the Steelers won in 9, 10, 13, 14. That's a pretty impressionable thing as a kid, right? Growing up, your team wins the Super Bowl at age 9, 10, 13, 14 become a sports fan for life, and then ESPN became the dream, and here I am. Hell yeah, and you're crushing it. So you're 50... 57. Yeah, oh yeah, I was 56 last year. Wow. I'm a 1966 birth year. As the Holy hockey parents shit. say. This what 57 looks like? This okay. what 57 looks like? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. It can, know. Pat. It can. <laughs> you got to you got to make the right choices early enough cuz you can't play catch up in this game of life, baby. I think there was a birthday that I had and we had not met. Obviously, we had known each other. And everybody's tweet was like, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Your tweet was, damn, you're only 31 years old. You need to stop <laughs> eating carbs. <laughs> it was one of the greatest tweets I've ever read in my life. I, I laughed so I was scrolling. Everybody, so nice, so nice, so nice. Damn, you're only 31? I'm like, fuck, Bucci, just absolutely buried. Go ahead. Don't start, don't, don't start drinking bourbon until you're 50. I love the brown, but I didn't start till I was 50. So now it's it's a free pass. I'm afraid I've got some bad news for my skin complexion. I have started as of very recently. I enjoyed. I put down the beer though, so now I'm just whiskey. And no, I, can't do beer. Beer's an ager. Beer will nothing will age you like beer. Okay, so I'm, I'm nothing. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, that's what. No. I'm, so you're good. Hey, let's talk about aging though. Connor Bedard, this guy's supposed to be the next one, Bucci. This is, yeah. they're talking about generational players. And I know the yeah. NHL draft every single year has somebody that obviously most American sports fans have never heard about who's going to be a sure. guy. It's different this year with this kid, though, huh? He's supposed to be the real deal. Absolutely. He's not Connor McDavid in terms of acceleration and speed, you know, like a great running back in football, Gale Sayers, Barry Sanders, pick, pick those electrifying players. That's Connor McDavid. Connor Bedard's different. He's a little guy, 5'10, 185. But he's got quads, he's got delts, strong kid. He's a great shooter. Like Steph Curry's undersized and skinny, but he's a great shooter. The most important thing in basketball is obviously scoring baskets. In hockey, it's scoring goals. And this guy's a pure goal scorer. His release, his shot, I think he's going to get 700 in his career. I think he's going to walk into the league. I think the over-under would be like 35 and a half for goals, I think, next year as a rookie. I think he's that good. I think he'll come in and score right away. That's awesome to hear for the NHL. And he's going to Chicago, yeah. big city. Go yeah. ahead, AJ. Let's go. Hey, right. after that, after Bedard goes, do we see any like fireworks, anything crazy going to happen, or is it kind of slotted? Like, What do you think is going to happen two through six or whatever? Yeah, it's unpredictable. It's kind of fun. The most important position in hockey is the center. He has to play 200 feet by 85 feet. That's the dimensions of an NHL ring, 200 feet long, 85 feet across. He's got to play that whole ice. And there's after Bedard, there's three pure centers. Adam Fantilli goes to Michigan. He won the Hobie Baker, best college player, Heisman Trophy for college hockey. Yeah. Then Will Smith, the fresh prince of Boston College, is shooting up the charts. He's going to Boston College in the fall to play college hockey for a year. Uh, he could go two to Anaheim. And Leo Carlson, one of those big Swedish dudes who's uh, probably like Andre Kopitar, just a solid, maybe not an 
ultra flashy superstar, but money in the bank, six foot three, 200 pound center who can do everything. The kind of guys you win with in the playoffs. So Fantilli, Smith and Carlson, nobody knows though the, uh, the order. And then there's this Russian dude, Matvey Michkov. He's like this big mystery. In the age oh. of sports now, there's, there's very few mysteries, right? Anymore, like when I grew up and you grew up, Pat, remember Marcus Dupree? Yes. He was like this weird VHS home video running back that's supposedly as big as a Ford F-150 and can run a 4-2, and we didn't see him. And, then, and so most people, though, we see them on, on, you know, on YouTube and everywhere. But this Matvey Mishkov is Russian. No, he doesn't talk to anybody. Obviously, what's going on in Russia – and so people think he's the second best after Bedard, but they're afraid to take him because he's got to play in the KHL for three years. It reminds people of Yager. When Yager told every team, I'm not going to sign, I'm not coming to America, I'm staying in the Czech, because and Czech Republic, or at the time Czechoslovakia, I'm going to play there. But secretly, he wanted to play with Mario in Pittsburgh. So he, to- he told everybody, I'm not coming to America, even though he loved America. And then he was there for the Penguins to take comes and wins two Stanley Cups as a young kid and uh, the rest is history. So Mitchkoff kind of reminds me of the Yager story back in the day. I think Yager's still playing somewhere. I think yeah, he owns yeah, a team yeah, and yeah. actually played. He was Jackie Moon this year a couple of different games. Uh, another yeah, Russian get in the Hall of Fame because he keeps playing. Yeah. You have to wait till you stop playing to get in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> stupid. Like, put him in now. Yeah, guy can score. Guy can still score. Die on the ice. Hey, <laughs> Mike Croak. Mike Croak out there. It'll be incredible. Another yeah. Russian for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Gino had to get like... Um, like kind of hidden, ran out of Russia too, right? Then he, they, the Rush, Russian mafia was like looking for him. They had to hide him, get him out of Russia to get to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then they had to hide his family too and kind of get him out of there. Is that not? Is that accurate? Am I retelling yeah, that story? It, it, it's the Wild West over there. It's uh, and especially now, it's really dicey. And obviously, Ovechkin's in a weird spot. He's always been, you know, a pro-Putin guy. Meanwhile, he's chasing this record. It's the biggest record breaker probably since Hank Aaron when he uh, gets Gretzky's record in about two and a half years. So hopefully by then the whole geopolitical landscape is better so we can really kind of celebrate and enjoy. Because I think that's the next big record in sports is Ovechkin breaking Gretzky's 894 record. And he should do it in about two and a half years on ESPN, March 17th. 2026. I'll be doing the play-by-play. Thank you very much. Okay. Hell I yeah. love that. Imagine if he calls a shot right there. Oh, That's sweet. fucking incredible, Booch. That'd Favorite be chicken parm. Like. That'd be chicken parm. Um, chicken, chicken on the hill with Will. Love that. Uh, when you, Willie, when Willie Sargio was a pirate, he had a, he had a chicken restaurant up on the Hill District. And when he had a home run, it was it was chicken on the Hill with Will. I would change it to chicken parm on the Hill with Bucci, but and chicken on the Hill with Will rhymes better. But yeah, he was parm, my favorite idol, Willie Sargio. Parm and Bucci, uh, chicken parm is Gucci with Bucci. Yeah, yeah there, 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 there is the have that on March seventeenth, two thousand twenty six. Twenty six, obviously. Write it down. Write it down. St. Patrick's Day too. Great. Great. Ooh. Great yes. day. I mean, what a time. Holy hell, I can't wait for St. Patrick's Day yeah. 2026. Let's go. Yeah. That's going to be... That's going to be... Well, my mom, Mary Donovan. Mary Donovan, my mom. She couldn't get more Irish than that. Hell yeah, love that. Happy St. Patrick's Day and all the ones that I've missed going back uh, <laughs> for this moment in our first time talking. You said to Fresh yes, Prince Will Smith going to Boston College, even if he gets picked number two, he'll go, yeah, some, he'll go to college instead of going... He'll go to college. Yeah, that's what's interesting about the NHL draft. Some guys get drafted. Most go back either junior in Canada, because you can play to your 20, or they go to college and play one year, two years. Like Fantilli played last year at Michigan. He was underage 
and uh, so he could play in college. Now, now the question, will he go back or not? Logan Cooley was the first-round pick last year, went to Minnesota, decided, I'm going back again because I don't know what's happening in Arizona with their arena deal. So wow. he's going to go back and play for Minnesota for his second year. So, yeah, some guys either go back and play junior, stay in Europe, uh, play college, or go right to the NHL. That's why this Mitchkoff dude, he's got a three-year contract in the KHL, so that's part of it. You're not even going to get him for three years like that Kaprizov guy from Minnesota. Same thing for the Wild. you got to wait for three years for him. The other people, you draft them, then you put them, you monitor them, and you, you put them in the best position where they're going to develop because they're 18 years old. Some of them are late bloomers. Some are ready to go. Some are tweeners, and you got to make that decision. All right, so let's talk business side of it. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Bucci, speaking of, we're talking about this with college baseball. Has NIL contributed at all to players kind of staying in college or choosing to go to college versus the NHL because they get the college experience and they're also making money now? Or is it kind of what you were saying doesn't matter as much and guys can go get developed in the NHL and those kind of systems? I think it could be if it's close, they might stay. Like, but they're only going to make like fifty to hundred grand, though. Some of these college hockey players. Yeah. We're not talking about a million yet. But yeah, the big schools, Minnesota, Michigan, BU alum, they're starting this program where they these you know these donors give a bunch of money. They set it up a certain way. They can set it up as like a charity, and the kids can do like charity work, and so they can write off the donation, and they're going to use this to give these kids a little fifty, seventy-five, a hundred. Right. Some right. just to go. Some just to go there and some just to stay. But, yeah, it could. So Logan Coley, by going back, he sacrifices about a million bucks a year that he'll never get back. He pushes his contract up. But at least he can make 50, 100 grand in Minnesota and then um, and then, and then go turn pro next year. And then that contract begins next year. It just keeps sliding. Yeah, at least you can buy some beers for the boys. Right. You know what I mean? Be able to do that. Buy a lot of bush light in Minnesota for 50 grand. Oh, don't you know. I mean, <laughs> you go out there on Lake Minnetonka, too. Hey, yeah. oh. I've been there. I've yeah. been there. Oh, yeah, me too. I, you ever, uh, I pulled a swordfish out of there one time ice fishing. You ever do that? Hey, no. No, I was on a jet ski in July on Lake Minnetonka. Which, oh, yeah, with the Vikings know. boat? Were you there with the Vikings? <laughs> in Ap- Apollonia 6. Oh, Jesus. Having a good time. Bucci, you've lived, it feels like. Uh, go ahead, Tone. Yeah, Bucci, I saw Bedard's first game is going to be against Sid in the Pens, which will be awesome. Yes, it is. Um, like, speaking of, like, is that a kind of a passing of the torch situation oh. or is it not because McDavid's there and then are the pens are, are the pens are we too old are we are dead we, are, we, <laughs> are we too old how do we feel about the pens I know well Bedard yeah opening night ESPN triple header we have Nashville Tampa Pittsburgh Chicago then Vegas raises their banner yes! for the triple header game but yeah Bedard I've often, I kind of compare Bedard to Sid in the way he's 100% dedicated nerd hockey guy 24-7 and if you're mm. betting on a guy or a you know, you want to develop an 18-year-old to become that franchise player. You want him to have that commitment to the game, not be a human gong show. Just you can rely <laughs> on him and depend on him. And that's Connor Bedard. That's where him and Sid probably are maniacally the same. Different players. Again, Sid's a distributor. This guy's a pure goal scorer. Brett Hall. Think Brett Hall. Um, he's going to get bigger and stronger and just shoot from everywhere and score 50, 60, 70 goals a year. Um, but the Penguins, again, yeah, they're in that tweener position. They hire Kyle Dubas. They got Latang. Sid and and uh, and and Gino and it's are they delusional to think they can still win one more cup? You know, can they do that with the cap? So yeah, it's it's an impossible. You, they got to hit a home run with every sign, right? Every trade, every sign. Maybe get a pick tonight. That's going to be able to step in and play next year. Come on, boys. Uh, and, a, and a good support. You know, Zach Benson, some other big, strong kid. Maybe they move up a little bit. You know, maybe that's what Kyle might do that tonight. Maybe move up and uh, trade some future capital to try to win now that one more for Sid. But as you know, that's a dangerous thing to do. Not many can pull that off, get that one more. Yeah, 
You know, it would be great if they were able to do that. Mm -hmm. But it is a bit alarming watching that team and then watching every other team that lasts in the playoffs and be like, wow, we have nowhere near the speed of every (laughs) one of these teams. Right. And it it was fun following that Vegas team. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sweet. It was fun following that Vegas team this year. Tough, fast, loyal group, it feels Mm -hmm. like. Florida. They were mature. They didn't get into it. Florida paying off and kind of building hockey there. But if the Penguins are in the playoffs, obviously it's going to be – Bigger, better, oh, better. Yeah. Oh, no. Everything's going to be bigger yeah. and better. So let's go ahead and make that happen, Booch. Why don't you let Connor Bedard right. fall to the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yeah, tonight. that'd be cool. Why don't you start pushing some, uh, some <laughs> buttons over there oh. and get the Blackhawks kicked out of the league? So, we actually kicked you guys out of the playoffs last year. All right. Ooh, all right. Boochie, we yeah. appreciate you, pal. Have an incredible Thanks. day. Thanks for having me. Wish it wouldn't have taken so long. And um, don't really appreciate the new tax in my paycheck, federal, state. Pat McAfee, don't appreciate it all. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. There's going to be a plus on there for us coming too at some point, and that's I'm on that's your, the whole I'm purpose. On your side. Ah, my man. I'm in your corner. I got your back. I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. John Beachy, girl. Yeah, Beachy. Yeah, you know I'm sure there's some people over there in that building that don't love us. Well. <laughs> Good news is, don't have to be in that building. Yeah, sorry. That's the funny part of it all, you know what I mean? At least hate us from afar, then we don't have to see you. That's fine. But we're trying to raise everybody's dollars over uh-huh. there. Exactly. You know, that's the purpose of doing business. Open more doors. That's the purpose of partnership. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of doing this. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's make good stuff. Let's enjoy it. And then let's hopefully take care of everybody that does all the hard work. Uh-huh. That's right. That's the model we live by over here. Yep. Bingo. Hopefully that'll permeate everywhere. Yeah. If you can earn it, you can earn it. And also, Connor Bedard's just a fucking goal-scoring machine, huh? I guess mm-hmm. so. So Ovi's about to catch Wayno, and then, sorry about it, Ovi. Guess who's coming in? Stoner. Pure goal-scorer. <laughs> yeah. Nick, I, I was going to – no, Stoner, excuse me. We're Stop talking you. about this guy tonight. Oh, okay. It's That's... Connor Bedard's night. Sure. Stoner Sorry. had a week in Vegas. Yep. He's going to have an entire offseason. Yep. Stoner's a legend. But yeah, it yeah. turns out he was playing with, you know, a broken wrist, a couple broken ribs, yeah. broken everything. Basically. Is that what came out? All the oh, shit yeah. came out? Yeah. yeah. No big deal. So while we were talking to him, talking to him about all the things that are coming out, he was holding his phone with a broken arm. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking beast. Hockey's a different animal. Yes, it is. It's absurd. How about him ta- describing his Connor Bedard guy? He's got good quads, mm-hmm. good traps. Yeah, hockey nerd. He can skate good. You know, he's more of a Sidney Crosby. Sid doesn't really talk ever publicly. No. I did see Connor Bedard bury Biz yep. whenever he was on uh, one of the TNT kickoff shows. So I enjoyed that. Yep. I appreciate that. I assume Biz did as well. Saw him also get Biz's back a different time. I think it was while he's been in Nashville. Someone asked him, Biz or Wit, and he said Biz. So he did. He's kind of played back to him, you know, after he razzed him the first time. Good for him. What a show they have going on yep. over there. Awesome. Really big fan. I assume they're going to have big shit tonight. Uh, we'll take some phone calls later on this hour on the 5 Energy phone line. 1 833 4323 6633. 1 833 4 The Dome. You think he wears uh, every day? Under his. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yep. That looked like a tucked in, yeah. underdress yep. shirt. Yeah. Got some sun there, too. Looked like yeah. it was cold. To be honest, yeah. like what? My brain feels like it's gonna melt after seeing all those tats, and I mean, it's just not <laughs> how the jacked he is too. As, as someone, someone whose dad wears that every day, that's not just a one day thing. That's a, <laughs> that's a lifestyle. You think he has the bike shorts on, like Coach? I don't know about that. Uh, he seems more of like a golf short guy. Oh, but, I was thinking uh, jeans. I was thinking oh. like old school grease. Bro, he had one here. 
He had one here. Yeah. He had one. He's working he on a Camaro on out chest. front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. two, yeah. On, two on the chest. He doesn't yeah. smoke cigs. Uh, Diggs found the tweet. Yeah. It was my 33rd birthday. Oh. And he said, you're only 33. You look 43. Lay <laughs> off the carbs. Jeez. So I didn't get the exact verbiage right, but that was the first time he had ever tweeted me. Yeah. I think I tweeted you. I thought you were 43. Easy on the carbs. That was what he said to me. After the 33. Bucci. Yeah. Bucci. Well, Never talked to him. I tried his Bucci overtime challenge a couple of times. Yeah, of course. See if I could win a free shirt or whatever. Right. And we had interacted, obviously, uh, knew of each other's existence. That's the first time I think he's ever tweeted me. Though. He knows the cut of your jib. You're yeah, right. I, big Western, pop out of me. Western yeah. PA guy. <laughs> big pop out of me. Now, if, you, like, if he knew you were from like LA or something like that, he would not have taken that shot at you. No way. He would have taken it a different no. way. I think there's some. Well, Tony. Softer tendencies potentially in some places and not in sure. other places. I think Tony's referencing one person. Oh, I am. Or are you not? I would love to be, though. Oh, okay. Someone, you know, a few shots were thrown some guy's way and he wasn't very happy about it. And yeah. He didn't He didn't use verbatim what, what words were thrown his way in particular. Oh, are you he, thinking, he wasn't are you very. You're talking about a basketball player? In- I am talking about oh, yes. a basketball player. Yeah, right. Kevin Durant getting into it. Okay, let's dive into it. Kevin Durant's awesome on the internet again, and I do believe the way this story was told to us was in a fashion in which we weren't supposed to believe that Kevin Durant is awesome. Uh, All (laughs) it did is just make me think Kevin Durant is even more awesome. Mm -hmm. Jason McIntyre of The Herd, I believe, and he also has a podcast on the volume sports. Congrats to Logan Swain, 40 under 40. Yeah. Warrior and Forty Logan Swain, we ran. A, uh, he's running the uh, the volume network over there with Colin Coward. Had no idea that McIntyre had his own podcast. Learned of it literally as he was explaining the situation with Kevin Durant. And if you do recall, he opened his mouth talking about how Kevin Durant is acting in a way of negative that he shouldn't do. So Get a life. Get a life. Yeah. Then Kevin Durant answered uh, to Jason <laughs> McIntyre in his DMs, and I do believe we have the video. Perfect. Here's Jason. McIntyre of McIntyre Sports on the Volume Network mm-hmm. describing the situation between he and Kevin Durant that is now taking place in his DMs. Once you say something nice about someone, they reply, okay, I see you. Then, when you say something not so nice, you get this. You're such a clown. You don't even like sports. You look like a drama major. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that is. I've never taken oh, an acting shots. class in my life. Oh, I said yeah. to KD, one of the 15 best players in the history of the NBA squabbling with anonymous fools in a comment section, it was never your brand when you won the MVP and two titles and finals MVPs. Why pivot that way now? Uh, he just got personal. You're a fool, blah, blah, blah. He uh, used the P word oh, to describe me. He P calls quiet. me that? A broke boy. Doesn't Whoa. address any of it. Broke. Doesn't address why he would argue about being top five and again i'm a kevin durant guy well jay how are you a kevin durant guy if you're saying he's an idiot for battling guys in the comment section of of a twitter spaces well time out this isn't black and white you love this guy you hate this guy you can like someone and totally disagree with something they're doing are we really at the state where you have to be 100 percent all behind somebody or 100 percent against somebody it doesn't work like that so bottom line i still like kevin durant even though he's calling me all these names he's hurt i get it Life will go on. He's hurt. Straight far, but hey, Kevin Durant. You know, he's winning those MVPs and winning everything. He didn't have burner Twitter accounts. That wasn't like documented. It wasn't documented of him just burying people on Twitter. Not not being a guy who's has the time. Oh yeah, has always been. Which is why I am a massive fan of his. Uh, I do like that this guy, though. Seemingly McIntyre. Hey, he's giving a 
firm sports stake. Uh-huh. Isn't he? He's given a firm sports stake. P word was used, huh? Was that a little so bit? many different P words? How yeah. many? Like, there's pig. So, what is? I think he called him a pig. pig. Oh, I thought oh. he called him a peen. Like he's a dick. Oh, yeah. maybe he called him like oh. poutine. Oh, like the fries. Yeah, soft like, uh, poop face. Yeah, soft yeah, poop. Oh. Poop. Poop. poop face. Wow, poopy face. I didn't even think about use that one. Poop face is yeah. too far. That's poop like face? calling somebody. Um, <laughs> nope. What? Well, like, well, I don't want to say. I don't want to say. Let it out. Let it out. Like calling somebody a jive turkey. No! Jeez. Oh! Didn't say JT word. Yeah, JT. Jeez Louise, he said P word. Let's not take this way too far. Okay. Come on. So we don't know exactly what the P word was. Maybe he just said, you're a pack. Penis. Maybe he was talking, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Penis, yeah. Maybe pickle, like you're yeah. a pickle. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Pterodactyl, maybe. Yeah, because the P's silent. Oh. So maybe Kevin Durant wanted him to know. Oh, straight fire, huh? How about this one? <laughs> Boom! Boom. Pterodactyl looking ass. <laughs> Called it a P word. It's possible. I mean, there's a chance any of that is the case, but we would like to let Kevin Durant know we are firm in your side. Yes. If you want to go into a Twitter spaces and just bury people, yep. I just think the way you guys even look at the game is whack as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, do it. Yeah. We yeah. are very thankful for it. And also, uh, McIntyre. We appreciate you as well. Yeah. I, I, I feel like if we say anything, we're not going to be called a drama major. Mm-hmm. You know, and him saying, I've never been in an acting class at all. We know what he meant. We know what yeah. he meant. We all know what he meant, McIntyre. So, AJ, your thoughts on this? You think Kevin Durant needs to clean it up a little bit, huh? Uh, be a little bit more role model saying the P oh. word and everything like well, that? This was a, it's through DM. So, Kevin Durant was not trying to make this thing public. He was trying to deal directly with this guy, right? He didn't oh, make it public. Private, not right. a P word. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was trying to keep P. this P private. word. Yeah, push him. Oh, you private son of a bitch. But I am here for it. We can disagree and say, hey, you don't need to be doing this. It's a waste of your time. You have a billion dollars. You're one of the best players ever. But if you want to engage, I'm here to watch. I yeah. have no problem. Yeah, we're here for it. I yeah. mean, Every time you're done with it, you feel as if you lost, probably. Yeah. Because at different stages of Twitter, even if you're the rightest you've ever been in your entire life, there's going to be at least some people tweeting you at a enough of a rate that you see it, mm-hmm. where they're going to tell you you're wrong and completely wrong. I don't, I don't know if Kevin Durant's ever going to change anybody's opinions whenever he's describing it, but I like whenever I listen to him talk about it. He says, you talk about players and you do team things and then you do this. It's like, okay, that's how one of the greatest players of all time views the game. We can, as a sports media, take some stuff out of his answer to this guy. Now, he's talking shit in his Twitter spaces. Like, to these people. It's awesome. But there is a narrative underneath about how Kevin Durant views f- basketball yeah. and views it as a whole. So I would assume that Kevin Durant's like, I gave you some real answers in there while I was burying these people. And your big takeaway was don't be rude to these fucks. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Durant on different levels is operating in four-dimensional chess. Yeah. I love it. And uh, I love everything yeah. about it. Yesterday I ain't have time. Today I got fucking time. <laughs> yeah, so. it's Katie's awesome, too. It's not like this is the first time Katie's ever done this. Like, if yeah. we all watch the Letterman, you know, my next guest, like, he is about it. He's not – he's aware what people think about his Twitter yeah. burners, and this was on his – but he doesn't care. Like th- he calls himself God on Twitter for a reason. He he thinks it's hilarious, and I don't see why we wouldn't. It's also kind of refreshing when it's like you know, like you're, he's not supposed to do that. But you know, they always say like, "Hey, athletes hear everything you say." Like they're not going to respond, and he's just like, you know what? Nah, fuck it. I am going to respond. Like <laughs> yes. fuck these people. What, you do this. Uh, you was two time champion. You the MVPs never belong to you. Like he did. Like throw some shots too. Now, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you're saying that he's falling off is what McIntyre yeah. said. He's straight fire. Yeah. Straight fire McIntyre. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Over there, the volume. Yeah. 
Uh, the numbers on that tweet, real good. <laughs> they were going. The numbers, you know. Really? Yeah, those what numbers made, matter. What made too. KD get in that Twitter spaces? How to get in there? He just, I think he just popped in because it was KD is not top five all the time. Yeah, that was, was the rank. name of the Twitter space. It just popped up on it, and he just saw it on his feed. Yeah, really. because Stuck like if you, if you accidentally on your phone with the way they set up Twitter, and Congressman Mike Gallagher mm-hmm. said he likes Elon's Twitter and everything like that. I think we all speak like Twitter's never going to die, but this particular version of Twitter needs to fucking get better. Yeah, yeah. they're going through it a little. Need, yep. it, it needs to get better. They need. Uh, there's been different regimes of Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. there's privately owned and publicly traded mm-hmm. and everything like that. Fleets. So it, Twitter is always fleets. I mean, that was, <laughs> yeah. I used to fleet the fleets shit out. Of things, Love fleets. There's been different iterations of Twitter through. You know, same regimes have different Twitter. This is what it is now. We need the. What do you need to change? What do you want to? What do you want to see? Uh, just everything. Like the algorithm needs to be tightened up yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The algorithm needs to be figured out a lot. You follow people, you don't see their stuff. You're force fed some stuff, and then these suggested tweets that I guess make sense that they're putting on the bottom of things kind of makes it look like that is a response to something. Yeah, it does. But it's not actually. So they just need to clean it up. Like I, I think you just need to let's tighten this thing up. Yeah. You got a weapon here. Everybody knows you yeah. got the. The, the full weapon, but at the bottom, like they were trying to push spaces. Big time. So you can accidentally like click on a spaces and then all of them that are happening are just listed out there, even if you follow any of these motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> so this is Qatar to win uh, MUFC takeover. United Latest with Ben Jacobs, 3,000 people listening. We back from Ricky Maserati, dot, dot, dot. Again, okay. smiling. Oh. That must have crashed. We assume that must have yeah. crashed there. Yeah. Spaces, is it me? But spaces suck. Like the, the quality oh. is terrible. It sounds brutal. Yeah, they tried to take out, um, uh, what was it? House? No. Uh, Para- no. Oh, Periscope. Speak- oh, no. no, what was that thing? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. There it is. Clubhouse was just like this new platform that was taken over. It was actually doing pretty well where people were just microphones on, sitting in a space, and then he could see who it was. So I think Twitter tried to do their iteration of that, kind of killed Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of be, been the same thing for all time. But anybody can get into any one of those and become yeah. a speaker in those things. So it's like, I think KD saw, I think he accidentally hit the spaces button, mm-hmm. which I've done. I mean, I'm not trying to find a fucking spaces. I think he accidentally hit it. And then maybe the top one was yeah. KD is not top five. And he's like, wait, am I the? Yeah, about to close out yeah. Twitter. I'm the KD, right? Right. Get in here. Let me listen to some of this shit. Listen to him a little bit, and then request to speak. I want to <laughs> easy money sniper. <laughs> so you could see how that would happen. You know, you're on oh, Twitter yeah. if you're on there. So I enjoy the fact that McIntyre was like, "This is unbecoming of you." He's like, "Motherfucker, I was high on Twitter. Yeah. What we- Who gives a shit?" Yeah. <laughs> I got time. Drama major. Yeah. I've never heard that used as a no. <laughs> fantastic as a shot at somebody. You know, I've never I've never heard that. Yeah, it should be a compliment. Bingo. Yeah, you could be an actor. Hamilton, awesome. Yeah, yeah, you should be on Broadway. Hell yeah. His name was Alexander Hamilton. Do you know we have a guy in this building that works for us that saw Hamilton before it became a Broadway play? No, off-Broadway? Who? Yeah, off-Broadway I think means after and before, so I think that is two different things. Uh, but before it made it onto Broadway. Okay. Before it was like mainstream, huh? Yeah. Well, he's he's no. a focus group. He's a part of who the focus the group. No, no, to no, see no. whether or not it should go onto Lin, Broadway. Lynn manuel Miranda had already achieved Oh, it's Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Bruce. Oh, oh, wow. Bruce. Bruce. Holy shit, Bruce. In the Heights was, was a massive cool. hit on Broadway already. So Lin-Manuel, the, Hamilton was yeah, just a second act. Yeah, but I'm sick of people talking about us like we're not cultured. 
Okay. Yeah. That's we bold. saw fucking Hamilton before Hamilton was even <laughs> Hamilton. What? Boop. We were part of the focus group saying, yay, you should go to Broadway. Or nay. Mm-hmm. Bruce Bryan. He actually right. gave like feedback that they actually used when Hamilton well, went on to Broadway. They need yeah. the king to have a little bit more mm-hmm. of a bop yeah. when <laughs> the king's singing out there. Lin, Man- Lin Manuel loved how uh, old and disgusting his blue jeans were that he actually put them in the play as well. Oh, this will actually be what George wears. Holy yeah. shit, look at that. Uh, he did have a little pizzazz, didn't he? Yeah, he did. A little, a little, little pizzazz in there. So you guys are falling in love with the word pizzazz on the pod? That's what I... I saw the title of it was well, Boost Your Pizzazz or something like that. Well, Bruce came in the other day and he said that like when he sends something into the group text, he's trying to like add a little comment pizzazz. after to add a little pizzazz to it, maybe give a little context. So we said, like, hey, your pizzazz meter has been off the charts lately. <laughs> and then he came in kind of down in the dumps a little bit. Yeah. It was like, whoa, 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 you've lost all pizzazz. <laughs> this, go? this cannot happen. Has the AQI killed your pizzazz, Bruce? What is going on? Like those horses? Um, no, I mean, the pizzazz is back. The pizzazz just kind of ebbs and flows. See? You know? The pizzazz of Bruce. What's right? wrong with the jeans? Why do you take a shot of his jeans? What oh, kind of jeans? He dressed like an asshole. Not, yeah. not as big of a. Like, yeah, see, I don't try to dress like an asshole like Connor. I just accidentally <laughs> dress like an asshole. Whoa, whoa, that's not pizzazz. What the hell? Bruce is coastal elite. Yeah. So he dresses like so the humans. Jeans. Boom, jeans, and then the New Balance shoes, yep. mm-hmm. and then you know, like it's like how the street East, hype. It is how like the East Coast like dresses. I think like you go to New York for sure. You see what Bruce dresses like. Everybody wears it, mm-hmm. and they're like, "This is future. This is future fashion." I'm like, "Have you seen Jace Claypool and Stephon Diggs? Oh, yeah. You do not know. Fa- no. You might think you're fashion, but you ain't fashion." Fashion. No, you're no. not. You ain't fashion squared. You ain't setting the tone of what the future could look like with people wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. That's what Chase Claypool and Stephon Diggs are doing. Yeah. Now, we know Stephon Diggs is telling a story of his that emotions yep. with what he's wearing. Chase Claypool's uh-huh. in the same frame. I did not know that. These motherfuckers love fashion. Sick. Oh, yeah. And I love that they love it. Sure. And I love that that will never be what humans actually wear, but because they're wearing this, it's at least exploring the space mm-hmm. of what people could feel comfortable wearing. Those shoes, Connor said he's buying them next week. I need yes. them so bad. I've been thinking about them ever since I saw this Instagram. That's fashion, though. So you cannot say, what's that? What you got to say is, thank you yes. for what you're doing yeah. right. for all of us, Chase and Stephon Diggs, because if it wasn't for the person that took the boat <laughs> across the Atlantic Ocean. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's yep. right. Mm-hmm. What he did after And that. said the world is not flat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you. I was trying yeah. to describe that particular Italian man yep. in a way in which, yep. you know, is accurate because he was the first motherfucker that said, yeah. all right, I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. You go, you'll fall off. Oh, will ah, I? Good. I hate my life at home. Mm-hmm. He Send hops in there, he goes. Now, does he steal things, take credit for things, potentially do? Certainly, maybe. But if it wasn't for him doing that, nobody else is coming. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now, granted, there's people that say we sure enough to begin with. Well, we're here. Sorry. Too late. You know, it happened. Mm -hmm. Hate that it happened. But the the people that explore the space, you know, kind of open the avenues for those behind them. Hell yeah. And that's what Chase Claypool and Stephon Diggs are doing. And I think we got to thank them for it, AJ. I mean, I thank him. You're right. It is pretty amazing. So now, like, what Chase Claypool was wearing there, mm-hmm. was he part of a, a fashion show? Yeah. Now, 
fashion show is just to show off your stuff so then people will buy them, right? Buy your clothes. A designer's stuff, not just anyone. Yeah. It's a hawk. <laughs> yeah. Is so he? Like but is he? Is this his own line though? I'm asking. The outfit was part of a designer's. Um, his the thing in his hand that he's holding actually stole off of a Saint Bernard rescue dog. <laughs> <in the laughs> Himalayas. What? Whoa. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame. It's a shame those dogs work really what? hard to save people. Oh, but, yeah. you don't understand. See, that's no, a pig yeah. that doesn't scared. understand fashion. That's right. That's this is in Paris, Tony. Yeah, okay. Paris. Yeah, this is a Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. I know Louis Vuitton. Yeah, you is that Louis Vuitton? I think so. Well, <laughs> you're right. That is 95, 95 bucks. Less than ninety-five bucks. You can. Have that? Oh yes. Yeah, I mean, see, Pac gets it though, because Pac was actually telling me last week it's his goal to actually go to Paris Fashion Week and, and do this. Yeah, Pac, you're kind of into the fashion, fashion, mm-hmm. the fashion yeah, yeah, squared, yeah. the future yeah. of thinking. The... Get a shin guard. Yeah, we got a couple for you if Duh. you need it. Yeah. Shin guard. What are they? What are the? Uh, like, what is the? So what's the fucking point? So when Chase is wearing it, he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I actually want to wear this." I like, think this is from a Louis Vuitton shoot for real. Um, I think. They give them two, three outfits, and they have to wear it. This is what they sign up for. And Chase said, like, okay, cool. People want to buy this at some point? Like, they, is that what Louis Vuitton thinks, or what do they just? Because there's, like, garbage bags that walked on it. Like, yeah, like actual yeah. garbage It's bags. ridiculous. And they're like, yeah, this is what this it's what art. They probably think it's art, it's right? Art. Isn't that yeah. what it is? Yeah, thinking outside the He should the know more, more, more. I mean, he should know yeah, my wife, Chase. Too. More than me because this Zito. Zito. Zito should know. Though. Zito's wide receiver. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, now he's yours. Z. He is mine now. He's wide receiver three right now in my book. But I like the fact that yeah, no, he's got good fashion. Top five. Yeah, top five all time. Top five in the league. Easy. But the whole um, the whole fashion thing is really something. Obviously, I mean, I dress like an asshole. Yeah. Uh, that I've never truly understood, but I like that they're getting connections and in incredibly wealthy communities because I feel like everybody that's at these things dressing like assholes. All have so much money. Oh yes. yes. Yeah. So I like the yeah. fact that they're networking, finding something they enjoy. But whenever they post a photo on the internet, it's gonna be hard for me as just a normal human to look at it <laughs> and not say, "Why are you dressing like that? Mm-hmm. It's not October thirty first. What are we? <laughs> yeah. You know what, what, what are we doing? It's fair. But you know, when in Paris, I mean, you kind of just have to go with the flow. You're not gonna walk in front of the Arc de Triomphe or the Louvre dressed in sweatpants and a t-shirt. You're gonna wear, you know, a sweatshirt that's got 800 holes cut in it. That's just what you're gonna do. Or you're gonna wear a mermaid fit that has your face covered. Yep. And you're gonna fucking kill the wedding that you got. Exactly. Hey, who's your plus one? Does it matter? It's this thing. Yeah, check it out. It's like a fencing outfit. What we're saying is, we think we're too dumb to understand fashion, but we appreciate those that are fashioning out there. Yes. Well, when you say you dress like an asshole, and then these people dress like an asshole, so does that mean that? The way that we dress as assholes is just as much fashion as the way those assholes dress like assholes. Yeah, but I think you're putting way yeah. too much stock in my judgment of what dress looks like. You know what I mean? Because we'd be going off of my barometer. Because I say I dress like asshole, you dress like asshole, they dress like assholes. Yeah. But who knows if that's how they're being? They're not viewing it as dressing like assholes. So. Well, and I don't think Stefan Diggs at all was dressed like an asshole. He looked sick. Awesome. Yeah, hit tank to you know some cargo shorts. Yeah. To the coolest. Not cargo at all. What, what are they? Are you sure? I don't think there's any pockets. Thought those were, there's no pockets. That's all leather. There's no pockets because when you show up, you don't want to be distracted. So, like, I think he looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, right I agree. Fit. The one shin guard, uh, it's going to be a tough sell for me because they can still get your shin if you don't have the other one. Suspender hanging, too. Yeah, he looks sweet. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And those shoes, I, I really do generally, like, want them. The ch- It costs you $15,000. Okay. Yeah, for sure. 
For okay, sure. so maybe I don't want them. Maybe I'll just get a pair of Tim's and cut them. And then I'll put <laughs> like a little piece of uh, cloth above them and just glue them to the shoe. You're a designer. Yeah. yeah holy Are you thinking about having a show? Holy shit. Oh, my sure. God. I might have. Have a show. Look, you're in the fashion fashion. Yeah. Like uh, fashion fashion. Fa- what, what is that called? Fashionista? Yeah. Well, you be Easto, I believe. Well, well I'm not. to the fashion yeah, world. Right, now you're, just, right now you're just a Maxinista. Yep. What's that mean? DJ Max. Bro, he looks so cool. <laughs> That's hard. Could you imagine looking as cool as Boom. Look, uh, great fit. There you That's go. Hard. See, What's that it? looks sweet. What's that, that say? Okay. That's hard. That looks sweet. That's a cool coat. What's that say? On? That looks sweet. For better. I live for your for diet. <laughs> <laughs> don't tread on me. See, these are all standard outfits that yeah. you would wear in public. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you're sitting on a bar like that, you're probably pretty boozed up. Yeah. <laughs> but you <laughs> could see that out in public. Yeah, and he's ex- trying to explain his fle- feelings in this one as well, I think. Oh. Long night at the bar, kind of feeling alone. Where's my quarterback? I love my legs. They make me a lot of money. <laughs> Shout out to my knees. I'm hugging them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get to a break. Robert More Niro fashion talk shoes. on the other side. Happy the chase is involved, though. Happy that. Yeah. yeah. He's, I would like Chase to become very good at football. Not going to happen. He was so good his rookie year. Whoa. Pac-Man. This is what he wanted to do. He wanted to take pictures. <laughs> He's a great picture. Oh, don't. But you're like McIntyre right now. Yeah. Straight far. Yeah. Uh, you weren't taking Paris Week photos with a bag over your head if we can when find, you were catching balls from Ben Roethlisberger. We can find three photos of him mossing somebody. Within and, the last, what, two years? Shit. Whatever. Yeah, two years. I don't think that there those exist. We, we ain't gonna find it. No, we're we'll gonna f- find a lot of these though. He had so much Holy shirt. His rookie year, he was. He had so much potential. Had like eleven touchdowns, nine hundred yards. How big and strong and fast he is, man. Bro, rookie of the year, like finalist for most. And Stephon Diggs, I, I appreciate that he's in the fashion, fashion, like actually in the fashion, fashion, and he looks cool. He's also like one of the greatest wide receivers in the yeah, game. Really? Yes. Good. <laughs> he made it first. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a guy. Chase has the potential to do that, and we're happy. Maybe he'll get into fashion and content and be a mask, which we assume he will. Yeah. Good personality, very handsome, everything like that. But God damn it, the NFL would be better if Chase Claypool was playing great football, like he could play all the time. We just hope that that comes with the new outfits from Louis Vuitton mm-hmm. in a Chicago market, nonetheless. A lot of fashion over there. Good luck, Big know. Zeke. Thank you. Oh, Zeke. I, I thought you yeah. were Zeke, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, like, He's signed with Chicago. Okay. Crazy. <laughs> All right, let's get to a break. Oh, big uh, Zach. We have Tom Segura <laughs> joining us in about 10 minutes, yeah. AJ. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Very excited for this. New special coming out, right? Yep. yep. July 4th called Sledgehammer. The uh, Referencing his dong, he said. Oh, talking Whoa. about his penis. Yes. Okay, Sweet. sweet. <laughs> this sports show is getting awesome. Yesterday he we had a- around on stage. That'd be sweet. I think he breaks shit with it, like on Get Up oh, when I they see. smash the hammers with Damian yeah, Woody. Like, yeah. yeah, like uh, Gallagher. Sure you you have rest in peace to Gallagher. By what? The way. Yeah, that too. His brother is still doing recently. Or? Yeah, his brother kind of stole his bit. Holy shit! Rest in peace. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think Gallagher's been, Gallagher? been dead for. When a while. did he die? Uh, not like when Sun Tzu died, but certainly it's been a little bit. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I think it's been a little bit. <laughs> All right, peace. Uh, 2022, only last year. Oh, man. Jeez. Really? When feels like forever when Gallagher's gone. I we- thought he died in like 95. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Ty, don't be disgusting, please. Well, I just, you know. <laughs> Gallagher died on November 11, 2022. A hospice care to seven Palm Desert. The cause of death was organ failure from numerous heart attacks uh. he suffered over the course of his life. He was 76. He's done good, Gallagher. He was a comedian. 
Yes. Yeah, why do you park on driveway in drive on a parkway? What do you that, mean, that's not Jerry Seinfeld? No. It sounded like him a little bit, but Gallagher had actual comedy bits, and then everybody just remembered him for fucking smashing the shit out of watermelons. Like Big Mom. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yep. Like, I was bro, actually a pretty spot-on Gallagher impersonation. Thank you, bro. I've seen the Gallagher. I've watched him. His entire act is right in my vein of hell yeah. Nice. Have you seen a watermelon get smashed? Well, Mike McCarthy did it last yeah, year. Did. Ross Chastain over the weekend. Yeah, because yeah, he won. Congrats, a friend of the program, Ross, winning something. Yep. Some people do it with their legs and get turned on. Sandy Crosby did that, yeah. I think, with his big what? quads that Connor Bedard got. Mm-hmm. Let's get to a break. Uh, we had Mike Gallagher, a UFO oversight committee member, on the show yesterday in 2 o'clock hour. That's yeah. right. This time, Tom Segura. 2 o'clock's becoming awesome. Yeah. yeah. And they're both taking down China. A little happy hour. I don't know if Tom's doing anything against China, but I do know the Chicoms. Yep. Watch out. That's a real adversary. Of That's right. Yeah, it yeah. is. I was kind of scared yesterday after all he was talking about Chicoms. After we got to talk to him afterwards <laughs> off air, <laughs> I'll tell you what, he was not done talking about the threat yeah. that potential Chicoms have over the United States of America. Do not know. take these Chicoms lightly. Nope. Nah. Hey, I learned a lot yesterday, bro. We got some tricks up our sleeves. I mean, don't you worry. Yeah. We got some power. Oh, we do. Yes, oh, yeah, that what he do. said? Yep. Yeah. I'm, I can't reveal Good. this. But yeah, if he does, he does. He didn't tell Tony anything. That was uh, <laughs> like confidential or off the record. I, I don't think he looked at Tone and thought, that's the guy. Yeah, they won't, they won't the tell <laughs> That's the guy we need to tell. But the way he was talking, and yet certainly on here, I guess that is his whole thing, yep. mm-hmm. is like the China yep. situation. Mm-hmm. That's his main focus. Priority. Foreign Marine intelligence in there and everything. But the shit he was saying is like, don't you think more humans should hear that? This shit, yeah. And why it matters? What he's trying to do. That's why he came on the show. He wants to spread the word, right? I know. I should ask better questions. No. Uh, no we, we talked about everything. Great. We asked a lot of he good was questions. Great. I feel like we talked good about aliens. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going Area 51. Two weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Hopefully the chat comps don't get him first. Yeah. Uh-oh. They ain't getting him. What about John Cena? I mean, no, that, that is someone who <laughs> Yeah, what about Cena? Jeez. <laughs> I'm waiting on the message to me from the people, you know. Yes. Hey, uh, what was that all about? Not only was he on the show, he was in studio for an hour. Yeah, like I was yeah. sitting on your stage. You saw him. It wasn't like he... Oh, I didn't even notice. I had no idea what he was wearing. Sorry. What are you talking about? He's Wait, talking about... that was John on his... Oh, maybe not. Maybe on his shirt? Wasn't. Maybe it wasn't John. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even... I thought it was someone else. I thought it was Kim. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you're right. Mao Zedong. Yeah. Deep fake. It was, yeah. AI. There it is. We saw Mission Impossible last night. So yes, fucking good. Let's get to a break. Yeah. Sure, he stayed the whole time. I did not get to see the end. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Oh. Of that two hour and 40 minute movie. It's great. Oh, really? Yeah. We had Come a, on. Tom's uh, making like 15 of them. Why is it so long? It's part one, too, so the ending isn't even the end. No. Nope. It's, just, it's an alley oop to the other yeah, one. Yeah, beginning of the end. Yeah. So I, I missed out on 40, 45 minutes of. Which was the best part? The middle. You, and said, I, you I, just I, had to call it. You just had to get out of there? Yeah, my wife and I looked at each other <laughs> and just kind of said, all right. All right. This time. I get it. Him jumping off the cliff is even fucking cooler. It is. The movie than the trip. It is. I mean, I'm, I wish you would have stayed because there were a couple times where I just couldn't contain. Oh, doing that. When, I mean, <laughs> it was incredible. Yes. Let's get to a break. We'll talk about it after Tom score. A lot of clapping. Yeah. yeah. A lot we of did clapping. give a standing, yeah, standing up. A lot of it. You guys oh, gave yeah. a stand- How many people yeah. were there till the end? All Everyone. Yeah. Except for no everyone. way. Yeah. Everyone. Just you guys. No way. I swear to God. Yeah, actually. Even the, the, the loudest eater of all time that was in there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he stayed. Oh, yeah. Thank God he ran out of food, though. Jesus Christ. I almost lost it in there. You know what I mean? 
Who? Who was it? I don't know. Some guy is just training rap coat for an hour. I mean, he was just. I almost lost my mind. It's absurd. Like, yeah. What was he eating? Wood. Everything. It sounded like. <laughs> Speaking of dogs who are different, ladies and gentlemen, a man that actually went on a stand-up comedy tour and did 4,000 shows in a 150-day period. Jeez. Remember that? It was oh, right yeah. COVID. Absurd. I'm coming everywhere, he said. He was coming all over the place <laughs> multiple times. Same city, same night. Worked himself into the best shape that we've ever seen this mm -hmm. man. Jock. And on 4th of July, yeah. he has yet another special coming to Netflix called Sledgehammer. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the funniest humans to ever exist. Tom Score. Yeah! What's up? Tom, how are you, pal? How you doing, man? Hey, we had to clear some shit up there real quick before we got to bring you in. Thank you for making time on such short notice. As soon as we saw that you were dropping another special, we got pumped, texted you. Let's go. Sledgehammer's about your dong, I heard. It's, it is a reference to my dick. It is a reference to my dick. It, it's, it's basically that it is pretty big compared to my son's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the special that's going on Netflix? Yeah, that's the uh, premise? That, that that's the premise of the special is that my dick is way bigger than a six-year-old. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Hey, no problem. I AJ's not... seen it. AJ seen your dick? Or... <laughs> he came to L.A. He came to my house in L.A. He was like, let me see it. I want to see what I'm dealing with. He told me. And yeah. would AJ say that? Obviously, I don't think AJ, AJ, you didn't see a six-year-old's dick. Actually, well, uh, his wife was actually changing. You had one kid at the time, so maybe I have. That's I don't right. know. Yeah, Tom's not lying. Tom's got a hog on him. Okay. Nice. Nice compliment there. Right, oh, there that's, we go. That's the president of Ohio right there. Tom's yeah. going. <laughs> Whenever you do a special. When you do a special. And what number is this for you now? Yeah. This is number five. Okay. So people talk about the creation and the art behind it and everything like that and inspiration. And back in the day, I think you used to tour something, right? And then you film one and then you try to sell it. And everybody had different times. And I think, was it Bill Burr or Louis C.K. who was doing one every single fucking year? It was like a new special. Louis was doing that. Louis was doing that for a minute. Yeah. It's it, crazy. And they're talking about that being absolute insanity. When, how many do they, how long does it normally take to make a special? And for you, for this one, for your fifth one, how long did you piece this thing together? I think like the normal, the normal thing, if you're touring all the time, is to do one every couple of years. Um, uh, one, every year is bananas, but every two years, it's like, it's, it's pretty feasible to like come up with it, start touring, uh, tour for a while, shoot it, and then you get to, to put it out, you know, and in like a two-year window this one because of covid was three years and i think i i feel like i learned something in this in this tour which is that taking a little bit longer is actually way better for your craft like it i think it's a much better special having taken longer to put together why because you learn things about jokes or different ways to do stories or what you just you just realize that by by touring longer with it, the, like the material just gets tighter, it gets better. You you because when you tour more and more, you end up going like, oh, what if I tried this? And then if you if you record too early, you never get to that point. So I, I feel like it was actually to my benefit that we had this. I think that's a, one of the great things about the pandemic is that it made my special better. Okay, shout out to COVID. Yeah, shout out to COVID. Shout out to COVID. Go ahead, AJ. Shout out to COVID. Shout out to vaccines. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aaron's not on, right? Yeah, well, no, yeah. No, no, listen, I've been in every single conversation in that particular <laughs> mm -hmm. line of work. I mean, that was a wild uh, two, three years there. I'd say. Holy that was fuck, Tom. Tom, I was getting yeah. cooked in every language because I'm the not jocked guy 
that's giving the platform to a guy who's murdering people by saying he will not take the vaccine. That was a wild time. Go ahead, AJ. Tom, when, you're, when you see all these young comics, I feel like because of the internet and podcasting, there's comedy is everywhere. Do you, do you ever watch some young comics or say some people that are trying it out and realize, hey, this, this guy or this guy was awful and they will never be good and they should quit? You ever, you ever give anybody that advice? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it. I don't tell them. I, you can't tell somebody. I what mean, is it like? I don't know. So is it something where like, hey, may, that person has something they could eventually make have one or two funny jokes? Or is it sometimes where, you know, hey, there's no chance? You see the potential all the time. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know how, how much of the parallel exists for athletics. Like, I know you got I mean, you could probably see somebody where you're like, look at this dude's frame. You know, if he if he trains, if he gets in, if his technique were improved, if he were to really commit himself, maybe he could go to the next level. In in comedy, it's 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 weird, man, because you can see somebody and you're like, wow, this person, there's there's something about this person. They haven't like developed their their who they are yet on stage, but you you see something special inside of them. And what really screws it up for them usually is if they just kind of get off the path, you know. So maybe that is a, a parallel. To, to sports like if you get off the path meaning like they just stop they don't work hard enough at it then they're just never going to develop you absolutely see dog shit though too where you're just like yeah. you should you should learn how to fucking change tires like this is not going <laughs> to be for you um but you know how are you gonna you, you can't go up to tell somebody and be like yo you suck yeah like, you, I don't, do you tell people that in in football though like do you yeah. go like nah man this ain't gonna work out so i don't know pac-man just said yeah like he will tell what's up hey did you tell your dad that i fucking love him there we go i like that <laughs> i told by the way this is one of the highlights of my life i this a friend of mine is, is the person who who went up to pac-man <laughs> <laughs> I went up to Pac-Man and asked for an autograph after a, a, a game, a loss. A loss. That was definitely not his fault, but it was um, it was a loss, and uh, and he had the best the best story about um, about asking Pac-Man for an autograph, and then uh, and then he said, "My dad loves you." Eventually, he told you, "My dad," and then you said, "You tell that motherfucker I appreciate him." And, that, and the people. <laughs> People, you don't understand, man. I go, I go to like uh, the airport bar, and I'll be like, "Yeah, can I get a, a a beer?" And they go, "Sure." And then they put the beer, and they're like, "Hey, motherfucker, I appreciate you." I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "Pac-Man." Yeah. Still reference Pac-Man all the time. Yeah, I remember that story. It was in the tunnel, I think. Right as you're leaving after a loss, somebody asks you for an autograph from this person's standpoint, yeah. and obviously, people have never lied about interactions with people before. But never, never. That has never happened. Never. In this particular case, never. what did you say? Whenever, what did he say? Whenever the uh, asked initially like, for the, I said, "No, nah, I was like, fuck no, we just lost." And then he said something about his dad said I was his favorite player and I was like tell the motherfucker I said thank you yeah <laughs> super mad super mad but grateful you know that, that's the depth yeah. that you could potentially go there you also speak Spanish obviously so we're going to assume that a Spanish special is coming to Netflix as well or is this your well it was it was uh, the whole thing was I was supposed to shoot a Spanish special at the end of 2020 but then shout out to COVID again it it really derailed the possibility. So I was touring. I was doing a tour in Spanish. I did like, you know, I was I did shows in Dallas and Austin, Tempe. Um, I, I I had put this run together, and because at first they were like, "Hey, just go shoot 
go shoot your special in Spanish. I was like, I think I should run it a few times. <laughs> um, so I was, I was just building up that, that hour in Spanish. And then because touring got derailed, it was just kind of screwed up the, you know, the, you need the reps. And then by the time it came back, I was like, yo, I got to get back to this English speaking shit. Cause this shit actually pays. <laughs> so I, uh, I put it off, but I did do something cool. I, when I did, uh, when I was on tour, I did do Argentina. Um, uh, I went to Chile and Mexico city and I did the hour in English. And then I closed each of those sets with like 20, 30 minutes in Spanish. Here we go. So I, I was able, yeah, I was able to do that. Hey, that's a weapon, Tom, obviously. Yeah. Whenever we learn that about you, cause I think what well, your, your mom, right? Speak, uh... My mom's from Peru. My mom's from Peru. There it is. When I learned that, I'm like, what a weapon, dude. Yeah. <laughs> cause like, it... dude, you want to see a weapon? Wow. Oh, and you are in great Jesus. shape. And when you came and did the Coming Everywhere tour, you were in Indy, and I think that was like maybe show 90 of 4,000, yep. 5,000, whatever it was. Yeah, 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 and you were yeah, focusing yeah. on your health and sleep and everything, like trying to survive almost the tour, which put it, yeah. you're still in incredible shape. Your arm, huh? Try to quit on you. That's the arm, dude. That's the arm, bro. That's the one that tried to fucking sabotage my life. And it's, it's um, yeah, it's, yeah. Look there, you can see the scar. They see like, look at that scar. Hell yeah! Sweet. You know what I do? You know what what happens when when people come up to me and they're like, they'll be like, "What's that scar from?" I always tell them two tours Afghanistan, <laughs> and then they just kind of they go respect, you know. Um, yeah, you're not asking for any like did. free coffee or meal, so it's not like no. stolen valor. It's just kind of like a, no, it's just a story about my scar. You know? It's, called, the, it's no, a fucking IED. I was coming over a hill, and I I didn't leave my brothers there. I went back and I got. Them. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. hero. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and those people on their way out of there, they don't know your exact name or what branch of the military you're in. Nope. But they know, you know what? No. Heroes still fucking are walking amongst us. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they go, we we met a real live hero today. Rambo just walked through the fucking <laughs> terminal. Yeah. Instead, yeah. though, what the actual story is, mm -hmm. oh, did you beat that weather, man? I didn't get to see the full video. Bro, you got to see the video is amazing. Yes, I did beat him, but I it is hilarious. It is hilarious in that it was I made the mistake, and I say a huge mistake by playing the twenty one. Oh of no way! That's the move. Bro, That's the move, bro. Uh, we played a twenty one, and I'm not kidding you. We had a, we had a halftime. We had, we needed half. I think we were about to have like a, a fucking like a cardiac incident at the uh, game, but. I was up 20 to, I think it was 11. So I was like, oh, this, you know, I'm about to just score. And this dude, I, you can, we have it on video. He starts doing shit like, like, like this, and it's all going in. And the ref, the ref goes, I don't know what religion he is, but I need to start praying to this guy. He ended up scoring like seven in a row and i was like oh my god i'm gonna lose to the weather man <laughs> i was i was ready to stand in front of a bus you would it would have been the last okay thing I ever did. so like but last time you played basketball you try to dunk your arm commits treason yep. you end up in a hospital knee. at six months trying to figure out your whole life with a knee then the next time you yeah. play basketball weatherman literally just teabags your entire thing at game point comes back and you almost end up, end up yeah. in front of a bus those are two very yeah. bad outcomes from one sport. Brutal. You would have to stop basketball forever, I think. Instead, look at you. You beat the fucking weatherman. Yep. He was getting all the God's helps. All the Dopplers were reading just fine. And what you do, you bury them. 
I buried it. And I'll tell you that thing is don't ever trust the internet. I looked up this dude. I was like, how tall is this motherfucker before we play basketball? Smart. And it says, it says five, seven. I'm like, oh, I'm going to just, he showed up. He's six, two. I've been Such betrayed. I've been betrayed. Yeah. Connor has a question for you, Tom. Yeah, Tom, you wrote a book. You're doing another, you know, tour. You got another stand-up special coming out. Uh, what is next? Because we actually saw the machine. We were big fans of it. Not everyone on the internet was. Have you thought about possibly doing some sort of movie, either writing one or making it kind of based on your own life? Uh, I haven't thought of doing one on my own life. I actually have. Uh, well, I have two movies. Um, cooks right cooking right now one is with Bert um, and that is uh, 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 at legendary it's called fat astronauts and that is yeah. um, so that's a movie that I hope to be making with Bert Kreischer and then there's another one that is uh, um, an action comedy that I'm uh, currently talking to a few people about but it's um, it's not based on my life but it is like a fun action comedy Wow, look at you, big movie yeah. star. Big movie yeah. star. Yeah, we'll, we'll you see. and Kevin Hart? We'll see. You and Kevin Hart? What's that? Do I know him? He's, yeah, he's a famous guy. <laughs> no, I'm saying you and Kevin, <laughs> you and Kevin Hart. You're going to take over oh, the rock oh, role, yeah, and you yeah. and Kevin Hart will do that together. Dude, I would love to. Kevin, Kevin's an inspiration for sure, man. So you, you do want to get, in, get into movies pretty heavily here, feels like. Yes, I do. I've, I've always liked to, uh, like features and and um i like movies the most i mean i have a, a television thing that i that i sold so that's uh i i shot actually my own pilot instead of pitching it i went and i financed it and i shot it yeah. and so we, we sold that and so i'll be hopefully working on that series pretty soon congratulations man Let's keep go. going thanks man go. because like i, I yeah. understand yeah. that everybody kind of like looks at in that I mean, that comedy mothership down there in Austin seems to be like the greatest place. Have you been yet? Have you come down there yet? Bro, I follow it on the internet and it's, <laughs> it's, it's wild, dude. It, it is like a, he made like a playground um, that is what you would dream about if you, if you're a stand up and you just go there every night and it's just packed and the crowds are enthusiastic and, and like excited to be there. And, and uh, yeah, that was just, um, it's it's wild that I get to to do that whenever I'm in Austin. What was it? The Comedy Store in LA used to do that, right? Wasn't that like kind yeah, of yeah, yeah? Comedy Store was the uh, the best man. It was so cool. He just he basically duplicated the the energy, which is kind of impossible to do. But he like the environment feels like that. But he designed it for the comedian. So like you walk in the back and there's a tunnel, so you don't have to walk through crowds. You just can like walk right onto the stage and right to the green room. You don't have to interact. You have to run into people. It's all, it's like all designed for the comedian experience. And then the audience has, you know, just the best times there. It's, it's been, it's an amazing place. Yeah. It looked amazing. I mean, there was like Chappelle, Ron White, Rogan, you, I think are up in the same night in like, damn, just one night in Austin. It's like, what the fuck? That's just mm -hmm. out people of are it's yeah. People want to go like the comics want to perform there. And it's been just. It's been a dream, man. It's like it's so cool that he's so rich that he can just do that for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of being very rich, Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Tom, you're rich now too, and I, th I think you have enough money for this. Um, you have any dreams or aspirations to go to space now or the bottom of the ocean? Anything like that? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I um, I'm a huge fan of aviation. I um, I've been like taking let flying lessons, but like with space, the one thing we like they never tell you about masturbating in space or or like you know like they, they tell you that like if you piss it'll like drift away but they're like what about like 
getting hard and jerk. And I, I petitioned Elon to send me the space to just bust a nut, like just to jerk off once, just so that we can like science. know what happens. Science, yeah, yeah science, yeah. And and uh, he's been completely unresponsive, and he blocks people. I think that <laughs> ask him about it. I don't know what that's all about. I, I remember I everything Darth Brooks did. Obviously, there was you asking. He blocked me. God, no oh. shit. <laughs> I mean, that was all right. I mean, that was the expected outcome. Dude, do you know what he, do you know what? Okay. I, I saw somebody two weeks ago who is like, I have a close friend that is close to Garth. And he said that whenever Garth Brooks is asked, Hey, what's up with this? Like Tom Segura saying that you're a serial killer that Garth Brooks pulls up the video of me breaking my arm, dunking, and goes, karma. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I enjoy that you got a beef with this guy. Because he's, yeah, well, you know, Gaines is coming back. Five to go. Five albums. Five albums. <laughs> is there a more clear depiction of a sociopathic mind than that guy saying he's going to make five albums <laughs> as this absolute cre- this creation of his? That is the Australian person who sings love ballads and lost their parents and is sexy and he does still photos with his cheeks sucked in like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this reminds me of every like the John Wayne Gacy tapes oh. uh, uh, documentary on Netflix. One this of is the exactly man of the year. The man. Look, all I'm saying is I have only said that I'm I am repeating what has been alleged which is that Garth's tour th- tours have lined up with dozens of missing people. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything else. Well, he's selling. Now, that's Gaines on the right and Garth Ooh. on the left. Garth, actual human from Oklahoma. Chris Gaines is this creation that yep. Tom Segura just laid out much better than I ever could. Mm-hmm. I have not done enough research. Guy on the left sells out stadiums. Okay. Guy on the yeah, right. guy on the left also doesn't feel emotions. Look into those eyes. <laughs> when did it start? When did, did he sell out four stadiums in the town you were in? And you're like, what is this? He sold out Lucas Oil Stadium, I think, five times in one weekend. Yeah. It's, it is bonkers. It is his draw. You know, his draw as a artist is unbelievable. And I actually I have nothing – but respect for it. I just want answers. I want answers for like, people are like, where's my grandmother? Like they don't even know that you never came home from your show. Like that's something to talk about. You know? Allegedly, allegedly. We allegedly. Are, yeah. Allegedly. Make sure you say, I've been actually in uh I have been sued before for some jokes that have been. Yeah, made. you have. <laughs> AJ has a question for you, Tom. Tom, you mentioned Elon, Elon versus Zuck. You think that fight actually happens? And are you going to go? Who do you think wins? I didn't. I thought definitely this is not happening. Um, I thought it was totally a joke. And then I, I've seen the, uh, the the thing evolve and, and them ke- keep saying that they're going to do it. I actually am more inclined to believe that it's going to happen. I would definitely attend. And I'll, I'll say this. I think you know this from being athletes, man. Trained versus untrained is a – it's a – it's a silly thing to get into. And if, if, if what I've heard is true, so I'll preface it with that, which is that Zuck has been doing jujitsu for a while and, and does it all the time, even with the significant size advantage, uh, being with, with Elon. I look, if, if, if 
I don't know how far along Zuck is in jiu-jitsu. Hey, but he's winning he awards. Yeah, yeah. Gold. He's winning gold and silver, gi, non-gi. He actually lost one of these things, and allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, this is being alleged, Zuck told the ref, nah, redo this. Yep. And they redid it, and he went, allegedly. He felt like he got well, fucked. Like, I don't know if you've ever, uh, if you've ever seen like a trained guy <laughs> fuck with somebody who doesn't train and it's it's very ugly and it, it's very quick dude double arm bar somebody put me in i got both of my arms broken one guy and you're an athlete dude you're it's, and it wasn't like, a it wasn't a jujitsu black belt i don't know yeah. this guy was just he does have some sort of belt in the particular thing here's uh, uh zuck training i believe with lex friedman tapped him out a thousand times but yeah, yeah. i got tapped they put Three, I six times I think in one minute I tapped out and it ended with a double arm bar. Both of my arms broken and I was like I can't even tap. I don't even know what to do right uh, now. Yeah. I think if that so I think if that if the case really is that he is training this much and has been, then even the the because Elon has a big size advantage. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter at that point. It really would be game over quick. The same thing like you know if you ever box and then you step into a ring with someone who has boxed a bunch it's fucking it's it's terrifying it's really it really like it wakes you you're like oh my god it's it's a two different world now if they were both untrained i i probably would give the advantage just based on i mean elon's significantly bigger and a troll but and a yeah. troll he's like he you know seemingly has Mind time games. Mm-hmm. for all that you know he's like yeah i have a billion dollars i want to do oh, i'm gonna create a fucking flamethrower mm-hmm. okay he's a he's a way better shit talker i mean he's more oh. fun at the at the the pre-fight press conference it's going to be all elon for sure um but Ooh. but Zuck yeah just have the, those flip-flops probably mm-hmm. might yep, do yep. the murph yeah yeah just do and Zuck would just be like <laughs> Do you ask questions like, are you about alive, him? dude? <laughs> huh? You ask questions about anybody else other than Garth, like Zuck or any of these other people that might be robots or aliens in our world? So there's no way Zuck is a human being. That's the only thing that's not going to be fair in this. But yeah, um, no, I um, I don't know. I stay away from those guys. Those guys are scary, dude. This is Garth, you've directed your full attention mm. to Garth Brooks and the bodies. Like, hey, what's going on around here? What a hero! I'm dude. trying to do it. I'm doing it for for society. I'm doing it for all of us. You we know? thank yeah. you, Tom. You and your sledgehammer really doing some stuff. Send me the space to come, Elon. <laughs> all right, I don't know if he's going to hear this. Ty has a question for you, Tom. Tom, all your fans know you are a massive, massive WWE fan. Uh, I didn't know if you knew today is the, I think it's the 24-year anniversary of uh, The Undertaker versus Mankind. He threw him off the cage. I'm just curious, uh, is that like a national holiday <laughs> in your house? Is there anything you're going to do to celebrate today, or or what do you think about that? Sorry, they're just backing in the cake. We're, we're doing a huge celebration. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, yeah. Do you know? Did I? Do you know that I went to Undertaker's house? What? <laughs> Did I that? No way, dude. This is so surreal to me. So I'm building this gym because I'm obviously very committed to fitness, and I the people that are are putting the gym together are like, do you want this piece of equipment, right? Because I'm picking things, and I go, I don't know. I've never used that. And then I go, is there any way I could try it before I say I want to buy it? And they go, yeah, we could, um, you know what? We have a client that you can just go to. They said, you can go to his house and um, he'll let you try it. Just like that. And I go, okay. So then they're like, we'll be on a, on a group text. And I go, okay. 
So then they send me this group text and they go, hey, Tom, this is Mark. Uh, he has the equipment. You can go to his house and then try it out. And I was like, what's up, Mark? Uh, like, you know, <laughs> like, uh, is Thursday cool? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Come on by. And then the guy from the gym, he jumps on another text. He goes, hey, just so you know, Mark is the undertaker. And I go, you want to fucking lead with that? <laughs> uh, he's like, well, I go, I'm, I'm talking to the undertaker in this text. And they're like, yeah, he's super cool. I go, okay. So I drive out to this address and um, I just pull up to this, to this house and the shit under construction. And I see this fucking gorilla walks out from, from under this thing and he just wave, uh, waves over. He's like, hey, over here. And I was like, what's up, Mark? <laughs> and he goes, hi, it is an absolute pleasure to meet you. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he could not have been, I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly, he is the nicest dude that I have ever met. Yeah. Took me through his gym. We tried all and then he's referencing like he has these jerseys and like photos about like you know athletes that he's huge fans of tells me like full stories about all of them and we start going over his whole career and i'm just like dude i'm the i love ww i love this shit so much and he was like <laughs> it's like really i go yeah i go you definitely don't know that i don't so i'm gonna say that i do <laughs> and then and then he uh yeah we just we i left and then i, I thanked him and then he sent me like another like a a full paragraph like gracious thanks for coming over and and trying his shit out good guy it was I, I i was just blown away i mean it was like one it was a wild experience well you need to know this like he also maybe one of the greatest partiers of all time mm. they said he used to really be, oh yeah like rock because they're on the road you know, they were on the road so much back in the day, especially, and he was always up. So basically, everybody wanted to see The Undertaker, so he's a part of every show. There is legendary tales of Undertaker drinking motherfuckers to sleep, just like rock stars, bands. He told me, because we were talking about our tours. He told me, he's like, yeah, because I was telling him, you know, when we do two shows a night a lot of time. He goes, yeah. He goes, you know, we used to do two a night. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, you know, so all that banging and just like full thing two in a night and he goes that's that's when i knew i had juice was when i was like up for like a a renewal and i was like hey no more two a night so like i'm just i'm a one show a night guy yeah he would but now he's had like 17 surgeries or some shit oh yeah and he is that one man yeah. show now he's doing like stand-up i don't know if you know that he he might actually reach out you should probably reach out to mark and say hey yeah. you ever want to talk about a little stand-up we'll do that look at that yeah. you guys could become yeah. even tighter than you ever did he would do those two a nights yeah. And then he would go shut down like three bars oh, and then dogs. do it again Jesus. the next night. Absolute fucking dog. Speaking of, Pac-Man has a question for you, Tom. Hey, Tom, we had the congressman on here yesterday talking about these, uh, what are they? UFOs. Hey, U UFO, aliens. Um, what are your take on this? Have you seen anything in your backyard? Your backyard look fucking crazy. Beautiful. Back there. beautiful. Um, what do you think about that? Well, okay. I was... Always, always, always a dismissive of all that shit. Like UFO, I'm like, that's great. Enjoy yourself. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did not give it any uh, credibility whatsoever until I would say in the last, not just the last year, but I would say in the last few months, more so than ever, 
where people <coughs> are not only coming up with verified things, but we're also getting, you know, the U.S. government, mm-hmm. Pentagon. Um, there's whistleblowers that are looking to actually leave government positions so that they could say even more about what they know and what they've seen. They're confirming that we have aircraft that we've actually have intact bodies, like yeah. alien bodies intact. Um, the whole narrative of the fact that the te- technological boom is consistent with when UFOs first allegedly landed in like Roswell. Like the, you, you look at like fiber optics, um, the way that technology has evolved since then, aircraft that you would not even ever dream of con- conceiving of because we didn't conceive of the fact that it's actually uh, a build of something that we have seen them have and that we actually go like, so when all these stories start to come out more and more, the story was super compelling. You watch the body cam of the, the Las Vegas officer sees it. And then the kid calls and he's like, yo, this thing is eight feet tall. <laughs> and it doesn't actually sound like a drunk fabricated, like lunatic. And you see the actual image of what landed in his yard still there. All those things have made me uh, think more that this is more plausible. And I also feel like you have any conception of the size of the universe, you're out of your mind to think about, to think that we are the only living beings in this universe. It's crazy. So I would say that uh, I've become much more interested in in this idea since... The last few months. I think a lot of us have gone. I've obviously always been a moon watcher. You know, at night I'm looking up, oh, fucking a lot of room up there. There's a lot of stuff up there. You know what I mean? And it's like, you just start thinking. And I've always been a pretty open-minded person. And you hear some people tell a story. And you're like, ah, why would that person lie to me? Hmm. You know, why would that person lie to me about it? Unless they're just trying to get attention or clout. That's an interesting thing. And then it just seems like too many people are saying it. And then now it feels like it's almost like it's abnormal if you don't believe mm-hmm. that yeah. something is potentially out there think about their sledgehammers when they show up oh oh wow so if they're eight to ten feet tall i mean <laughs> that's not yep, real. there it is not, that one is not Proof. real but that is allegedly what it looked like they did a sketch you know from the kid's uh memory you know i mean able to find serial killers able to find people that steal <clears> things what? and also large oversized eyes put them in tears wrapped behind the backs of their heads and shit like yeah frozen big dicks huge dicks <laughs> and that guy at that conference breathing out of his ears yeah i mean there's been so much shit tom it's only a matter of time i can't wait to see what sports they play you know i can't wait for us to cover what sports they play and if they come into the nfl mm. they're hey <laughs> we need to institute the head hunting rules again yeah Amen. you know what i mean we need what to- do you <laughs> god uh, by the way are they going to finally honor that guy that the, the coordinator, the one who was like, hunt for their heads. Break right. their fucking heads. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, he's, he's back. He's back. Yeah, he's back. Everybody just... Salute you, sir. <laughs> that, is the type, that, is, that is the message. I mean, come on. You play defense, AJ, Pac-Man. It's like a coach that's like, let's try to cripple these motherfuckers. That's who you want to play for. That's, that's the coach that I go, I'm going to fucking sacrifice myself for this guy. I want... The message should be eliminate the enemy and I, I i just i just feel like they should they should do a special uh hall of fame induction <laughs> that is 
Unbelievable. Good, AJ. Last question here for Tom. We appreciate it. Tom, getting back to the alien situation, I, I understand. Like, I'm very open-minded as well, but how come every time it is the moment where we need to film these beans, everyone forgets how to use their camera phone, and they drop, and they're filming, like, the, the sidewalk, and just noise, and they're just yelling. Like, what's going on? I mean, I feel like this is a lot like um, when people go, hey, how come you didn't pull out your gun? And you weren't able to aim straight when the, you know, alleged intruder came. Because I think people are in such a state of heightened panic Hell yeah, when Tom. this is happening that they don't go like, oh, hold on a second. Let me, could you stand right there? Let me get the light right. <laughs> like, it's just, it makes sense that that's happening. Now, the other thing that was like crazy as shit from this Vegas kid was that he said that when he looked over in that area, yep. his vision became affected almost like, the alien had the the ability to camouflage itself. So I think if you are seeing, you know, a being from another world land in front of you, you're probably not like, oh, let me get my TikTok open real quick. We need more people to be like probably, that. Yes. Yeah, I think I know you do, but I think you're probably just like I'm. I think I'm gonna die or something. And so <laughs> it's just like it's so much panic that yeah. Now look, obviously. Anybody who's super skeptical, and I have been, like I said, my whole life, uh, I, I, you, you do want like the better footage. But we are seeing pretty compelling footage of aircraft. I mean, there's aircraft that has flown by that, that they're like, you hear the pilots go, the fuck was that? Like, they've never seen anything like it. Mike Gallagher is the congressman. He's one of the chairs of uh, the war on China. Yeah, pretty much. On CCP. So he has somehow now in the war on China has taken over like the unidentified aerial phenomenon committee as well because the answer for some of those videos like the tic tac video and some of the other ones that we can't describe they say well maybe it's a foreign uh adversary that has that technology in in my eyes as somebody that's always been like no i gotta be an alien it's like if china has that we don't we're fucked our top gun pilots to your point are seeing these things going whoa what the fuck is these are our greatest pilots and they're like yeah that's like ten thousand g's i don't know how so if china has that or Russia or somebody that doesn't like us. I guess Iran is, is whoever doesn't like us has it and we don't. That's scary as fuck too. It's like, so he has kind of put himself into it. Like, can we find out if this is China? And if it's not China, we should also find out what it is. I think we're going to get answers, Tom. I think we're going to, yeah, I think we're going to have real problems with China. Um, No, 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 aliens, 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 aliens. Oh no. And it's China. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe. I mean, that's that's our mortal enemy. Listen, um, <laughs> Pat, AJ, Pac Man, you are invited anytime you allow me to fly you to Austin. I would love to have you guys in Austin whenever you want. I would love to have you there. Uh, you come as a group, you come individually. Yeah, um, you, go you know, board. it's not a charter, Pat. I know how you're used to traveling. It's a commercial <laughs> flight, but um, it's on me when it, whenever you want. The invite is there. All right, we'll take the amount of money for the first class tickets for all of us mm. in a okay. in a pool. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll utilize yeah. that for us getting down there in an efficient fashion. I love it. We love you. I love man. it. July Fourth, Sledgehammer. Let's go, Sledgehammer. USA, baby. USA. Yes. Let's go. Hell yeah, dude. How long? Let's special. Go. This is an hour special. I uh, I did that on purpose. I tightened it. I, I cut out about 12 minutes. Netflix let me keep what I cut out, and they're letting me post it. So I cut it out just to make it a tight 60. And, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Are we? 
you're in the uh, opening montage. Okay, wow. that's a big deal. Bro. I feel like that's it's a massive. big deal, dude. I'm pumped. It's about a big it. deal. You're there with you're there with like it's a bunch of studs. It's Jason Momoa came to a show. Brad Pitt, Pat McAfee, Mercedes Lewis. Aaron, they're all in the in the montage. So like you're you're in there, dude. Oh my god! Oh, thank you. What an honor, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. No, thank you, man. No, thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah. Fuck you. Thank you. I wish AJ Hawk would have come to the show, but you know, oh, oh, Brad Pitt can go, but AJ Hawk can't go. <laughs> wow, AJ's That's like, I gotta find some the mulch. Club. I gotta put some mulch around my new trees and shit. I'm like, all right, dude. So yeah. <laughs> well, he saw your penis one time. That was the amazing. So. Yeah, he already saw a sledgehammer. That's I get true. what you're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to you. Fourth of July. Go and watch that. Jacked oh, yeah, up. He's funny, dude. You saying who asked him if he just tells these young comics they suck? Oh, you. So AJ's seen a lot of young comics who suck. Yep. That's what we learned. Sounds no, no. like it. That's what we learned. Comedy is so difficult. That's the thing. There's so many specials being put out. I'm like, it is really tough to make a funny. Oh, uh, that's what happened. Bobby Carpenter asked him to sit and listen to 20 minutes of his jokes. <laughs> He's and like, how do I go about telling General Bob what? not to do stand up? <laughs> yeah. What do you no, say? I would. Have, I will push Bobby on stage. <laughs> Me too. I've seen him with a microphone awesome. in a Tarzan outfit yep. with uh, yep. boots on. Yep. He slaughtered it. Yeah, no underoos either. He needs to do that. He needs to do that more. I believe we got J.C. Treader coming on the show at some point. J.C. In the next couple of days to talk about um, to talk Lloyd. About, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Lloyd Howe. Let's go. Because they seem to be unanimously behind old yeah, Lloyd Howe. Pushing him big time. So our initial response and thought is. They seem like bullshit. Mm-hmm. They're saying, no, no, we like the guy. They're saying we like the guy. Hopefully he'll be able to get some things done. New executive director for the NFLPA, AJ, announced this morning. Yeah, why Why was everyone kept in the dark for so long? Because they felt like it would slow the process down if we, if everyone knew? J.C. Treader announced that this was done confidentially. Yeah. And we were told yesterday yep. by Ian Rappaport that in the past when names would be made public, they thought there was a chance that the NFL would put their PR machine behind either burying people they didn't yep. like publicly or – uh, potentially pushing people that they knew would not be great or favorable for them in that position. Now, we don't know if either of those things are true, but I believe JC will be joining us here in the next 48 hours. Yeah, they I wanted know. to get the owner. They didn't want, they wanted the owner's fingies out of it. Yep. Yeah, which is smart. smart. I do appreciate it. Makes sense. Okay, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a smart play if that is the case. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense though. Now, middle of summer, everybody checked out. We're making a pretty massive decision. Exactly. Uh, uh, but, um, you know they do. Everybody's probably on the call. Yeah, but dude, I are hope. you in the middle of it? Are you but actually I'm, paying attention to any of it? But I'm quite sure they have went through the process of elimination to get to this guy. I wouldn't think that it's just oh we're gonna go with this guy. And the photo looked like they were all there. Yeah, yeah. right. And they might yeah. have their all own the season. reps. Yeah, yeah, all that's, the reps. Yeah. But like the reps is what matter. Yeah. Mm. All right. I who hope else? So. Who Just else do was a up good for job? It. Yeah. Who else was up nominated? Who lost? Let's get insurance. Yeah. Yeah, let's just get a lifetime insurance, Lloyd. All right, Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd. Simple, simple win. Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. Let's got Jack in Texas on the five hundred phone line. What's going on, Jack? As we wrap up this day. Fat boys, how you doing, man? Keep, Keep moving. moving. Hell yeah. What part of Texas, Jack? Uh, Flower Mound, North Dallas. Oh, North Dallas is movie name for you. Yeah, North Dallas for you. Mm-hmm. That's a movie. Shout out. What do you want to talk about, Jack? I got a question for Tone about the Steelers, but quick, real quick. Connor, that oh. bullet, 
Fucking electric, dude. All right. From Texas? From Texas. Yeah. That's Texas the man. That's big. That's big. Because they, they, they have Lake. Every day belongs on a lake. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's right. What's your question about the Steelers, Jack? Yeah. Um, so what What do you all make of the reports coming out of minicamp that Broderick Jones is nowhere near locking up that blindside tackle spot? That was, Jack. That was a misleading report. Jack, come on, oh, Jack. No. That- Mis- misleading report by Caboli. Whoa, oh, shit. Caboli. Caboli. Oh, no. He called Pickens last year. He knew. Caboli's pretty good. Yeah, Caboli no, no, no. knows his Cab- shit. Caboli's just said that um, the inherent, the left tackle from last year, isn't going to give up the position so easy and that he was he was looking good in minicamp. So. And Broderick was? No, no. Th- there was nothing about Broderick. It was just saying, it was talking about them, and then people took that and took made a headline out of it. It's... Uh, Listen, that's Cabo- sure. I wouldn't say Cabols is like you know the most whoa positive reporter in the city. Tony, whoa, he ate a sandwich after that thing had been in his pocket for eight nine hours. <laughs> you don't think that's an optimistic fuck? Well, towards some things, yeah. He also played left tackle at Pitt for your starter. He, kn- he yeah, we just tried to call did. him. He didn't answer. All right, let's move on. Has he ever? <laughs> got a Sam in Phoenix on a five hundred phone line. What's going on, Sam? Beautiful city you're in. Hey, how we doing, boys? Keep moving. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, last time I was on, I was kind of toxic and negative, so I just wanted to bring the positive vibes today. Shout out all you guys. Uh, shout out Hammered Down. Shout out the pod. I listen to you guys all the time. Uh, and just lastly, Pat, just wanted to say, man, uh, your Father's Day little monologue got me uh, right in the feels, man. I lost my pops about 12 years ago, so uh, your little monologue really uh, really got me, man. So just wanted to say appreciate it and uh, love you guys. And uh, that's it, man. I'll keep listening forever. Sam, we appreciate the hell out of you, dude. Thank you for the call. All right. That was a good one. That was, yeah. good. That was yeah. fun to hear. Wow. Yeah. Sorry about sweet. his dad passing, but happy. You know, you can have a moment there to hopefully reflect and think positively upon it as the rest of the world kind of shoves it in your face about Father's Day. So shout out to Sam calling in there. Shout out. Shout out to Hammer Don. Do you guys still win it or no? Uh, I am. Oh, oh, shit. Come on. JD, is that why the pizzazz has been? Goddamn individual. Oh, okay. He's not talking about the team, huh? Big me, little team. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean, you asked the question. Yes, Hammer Don winning. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> Okay, but you didn't say that the first time. No, yeah, you, you implied I'm winning. Everybody else, <laughs> normally I would ask you would ask that question, and I would say I'm not. The fucking Gumpy is. But right now you're saying. <laughs> right now I'm on a little bit of a fucking good streak. Oh, okay. what are we betting today? First five? Oh yeah, a bunch of first fives, a couple no runs, first inning or first inning ties. You know. <laughs> yeah, keep in mind though. Now that Tony has said that, oh. he knows deep down. He's gold today. I'm not going to win. Gumpy's going to win today. Yes. Gumpy got publicly dumped on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Call him Dumpy like we did the first time we heard his name. Exactly. What's up, Dumpy? Because that's what Tone Diggs just did. Yes. Tone Diggs took his hat off, dumped in it, and put it on Gumpy's head. Exactly. Here you go, kid. That just happened right here. I was between a rock and a penis there. So, Is that the P word? <laughs> rock and a P word. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, let's talk about Mission Impossible. We got a chance to see it early. Mm-hmm. Man. Dead Reckoning? Dead part Reckoning one. Part 1. Dead Reckoning Part 1. A two-hour and 40-minute flick. Jesus. Tom Cruise goes out there. I would say I would watch it again Hell after yeah. getting a preview. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I think I'm going to have to to fully understand what the fuck was going on because <laughs> there were some things that started happening where I'm like, why are we choosing to do this? No way. This is what we're actually choosing to do. Then, boom, we actually do it. Have to be able to suspend reality a little bit. For sure. Did not expect to have to do that because this is Mav, you know, and Mav was actually doing all those things in those planes yeah. the last time I seen this son of a bitch. Right. Yeah. But I will say, seemed to be a potential real problem that the world has on their hands oh, yeah. Big time. in the future. Kind of put a spotlight on that. And Tom certainly looks incredible for a 60-year-old man. Yes. Absolutely. These movies are known. and A lot of running out of Tom. A lot of running. Tom. You like perfect. that snow scene in Top Gun Maverick where he's sprinting through the forest and he tackles Miles and Rooster there and they have that side shot of him going through the fucking trees <laughs> and it's like incredible form running. A lot of that. A lot of that out of Old Cuz last night. These movies are kind of built around like the big action set pieces. We all saw the featurette of Tom taking the motorcycle off the cliff. Uh, you didn't make it to that part per se, but boy, does it pay off. It, mm -hmm. I mean, whole baby, whole baby. I mean, I knew what to expect going in, and I still could not contain myself. I mean, everyone that was there heard me go, ho, 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 about four or five times in the last, you know, 45 minutes yep. to an hour of the movie. It was. It was everything you'd want from a Mission Impossible. So movie. everything I missed. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, you, you missed a, how, you left how long at a very inopportune time. Oh, it was a transition period. How long did you last? Two hours. Two hours. No, I doubt it. Uh, it was like an hour and a half. It, hour it was, 40. Hour 40. Yeah, yeah, it was like 42 minutes. No, 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 no. no, no. no. You, de a, you definitely made it over an hour. There's a lot of fill. There's a lot of build. A lot of build. You know, like all the questions I had yesterday about this series as a whole. They answered it very meticulously yeah, through the first hour. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was a nice little recap of the whole thing. But it's bananas. I mean, the shit that's happening there is crazy. Yeah. yeah absolutely crazy. It had everything. If you're a Mission Impossible fan, it had everything you could ever want in a Mission Impossible movie. And Ty mentioned it. Some of the things that they did in the second half of the film were unbelievable. Like, there wasn't really many portions and like you said they do explain it they do kind of re-explain what the imf is and those types of things just so you know you could kind of understand i feel like a lot of people who might not be huge fans of mission impossible could understand but it was awesome like, knew, it, it delivered as a mi fan they knew mav was going to be such a huge hit that they had to re-establish the story of mission impossible at the beginning for all the new people that were coming on just because they saw top gun Mavic. yeah i actually think that is the case i'm for sure going to see it again in IMAX just because of how some of the scenes they did, especially, again, in that second half, the things that the director and that Tom wanted to do that they've talked about, those things on an IMAX screen would be life-changing. Well, congrats to Tom. Another banger. Yeah. Did it again. It was a good movie, AJ. I didn't see the whole thing, but it was a good movie. Is this what he filmed, was filming when he saved the whole movie industry when he went on that rant? Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, were supposed to film in, in Venice, and then that was kind of at like the height of Italy getting shut down. He uh, spent 500,000 euro on a like decommissioned cruise ship to put the entire crew on while they were waiting. And yeah, let's just say some people didn't have their masks on, and they weren't standing at least three meters apart, and Tom didn't take too kindly to that. No. All right, well, I just want to let everybody know in the movie industry, Tom Cruise at the top of it seems to be a good leader. Mm-hmm. How much longer can this guy do what he does, though? That's good. He's gonna, forever. Bro, his running, AJ, his running, like no knee injuries. Throughout, you, he's clean. We're talking 
smooth at that age. You would think there'd be some sort of arthritis or some sort of something. Yeah. He is clean. We're talking knee drive, arm swing Perf. perfectly Perf. at full speed. It is phenomenal. I mean, how long can this guy go? I think it's kind of tongue in cheek and like we joke about it, but like he a thousand percent wants to and will die while making a movie. Like that is how Tom Cruise is going like to a die. Coach. Yeah. yeah. Hey, saving. All right. Well, congrats, Tom. He's we, the only movie star we have left. The movie comes out July 12th. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we would all say you should go watch it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, sweet. Go see it. As long as we're all on the same page, let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to uh, Tom Segura, AQ Shipley, and Boochie Gross for coming on. Mm-hmm. NHL draft is this evening. Everybody enjoy the hell out of it. Connor Bedard, this is the next one. There's going to be some baseball that we can bet on. Tone Diggs will tell us who we need to bet on so we can make some money. This motherfucker's hot. Yeah, he's rolling. So you, you ever see fire in the middle of an ice cube? Everything else melts around it. You know what I mean? It becomes the fire, hopefully. That's what Tone is describing the hammer down as right now. He is the fire in the middle of the ice cube. Everybody else is about to heat up alongside of him, just strictly from osmosis. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you, Tone. Thank you for doing us. Thank you, Tone. Thank you, Tone. Pac-Man, great work today. Boys, fantastic job. Everybody in the back, great work. We'll be back tomorrow with another big one. Oh, yeah. Uh Tomorrow's big show. Massive. I believe we got Lane Johnson coming on. What? Oh, shit. Yeah, I think they got that offensive line thing going. That's right. So we'll have him chit-chatting about that. I just saw him catch a punt at a golf outing. Mm -hmm. He's a freak athlete. Mm -hmm. I believe J.C. Treader should be on here in the next 48 hours to talk about the new NFL PA president. I think there's some baseball stuff. I mean, let's go. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Steph Curry's on tomorrow. Match. Yes. Okay, be a friend, tell a friend something nice. Uh, Might change their life. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.